by the time you hear this podcast, no, you're still not an AT alien. podcast i'm greg i'm ben and we are back with episode 47 this one is 47 i said 47 on the last one but this is the right one uh so thank you to everyone who has listened so far and downloaded and told your friends about it and used the different apps in which you can listen to our podcast we definitely appreciate it very much so and uh, if you are listening and you want to tell someone how they can find our podcast, you can find it at our website by the time you hear this dot com. And you can uh, also visit us on social media at Facebook dot com slash by the time you hear this. Now, you is spelled with the, the it's the word you Y.O.U. Now, if you want to get to our fancy social media, which is our <laughs> our Instagram. By the time you hear this spelled with the letter U, because we're upstanding. Yes. And you can uh, also, if you want to email us to send your comments, uh, show ideas, questions, if you're an independent artist and you know, you want us to play your music, you can email us at, by the time you hear this same spelling as the Instagram at gmail.com. And if you're not sure how anything is spelled from what we just said, you can read our show description, which has the proper spelling of everything in it. And uh, you can also listen to our podcast if you are, you know, upgrading your phone or something. You're switching from iPhone to Android, uh, which, you know, I would be disappointed. But you can still listen to our podcast. We, that won't block Lame. you from listening to it. <laughs> Lame. Uh, so you can find it on uh, Podomatic, iTunes. Uh, Satchel Podcast Player, CastBox, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. 
And um, yeah, I think that's it. All right. So uh, let's introduce our guest. Uh, we're going to start with the one here in the. Uh, okay, my place is the dining room studio. This so is the basement studio. So okay, so we're yeah. we're in the basement studio, <laughs> and uh, we have uh, we have Mike. Mike, how's it going? It's going pretty good, brother. All right, and uh, this is a bit of a well. It is it is a Ralph Hall reunion. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Ralph Hall reunion um, from. Uh, Okay. Uh, it's a row hall reunion. We, we all went to West Georgia together and, uh, we have two people joining us via Skype. Um, cause it's a numbers game. <laughs> They'll understand oh, that. Uh, <laughs> and they're already upset about it. Okay. But they're on the podcast anyway. Uh, we have Abraham and Monario. What's going on, guys? Going on, people. Uh, I just want to let everybody in the in the show know that number game is some bullshit. All right, <laughs> they sent out addresses to motherfuckers they want to see, and obviously they don't want to see Abraham and Minario. I'm not sensitive about it. I'm just speaking it out. You know, it, it might sound like, like a crime, and, and, and I am hurt. But you, you learn something new every day. You thought you were a certain place with your friendships, but then it's the way it is. It's almost right, like gonna, you think gonna... you were a certain size when you order a pair of pants <laughs> and your fat ass realizes something different. You feel that? I'm feeling that right now. Since that's a that's a very accurate analogy that I can relate to as well. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. So I'm going to fax both of you um, the hurt feelings report form <laughs> and uh, you guys can fill it out. Send it back to me and um, I'll put it I'll, I'll send it up to the to the proper. Uh, we'll get it to management. Yeah, we'll get it, it to it, management. It's not about her feelings. It's just the fuckery, man. You know, I just know where you are, man. That that, that is a section I, on the hurt feelings report. I mean, you can make this as fake news as much as you want to, Donald Trump. But the real thing is that you chose who hey, you want to be we're, we're upstanding, We're man. upstanding. You, you bring out this non-upstandingness to the podcast. I know, man. I know, man. You expect, you expect this from other people, but not your own, man. Not your own black folk, man. Uh, I guess it's a little bit of foreshadowing. I guess Abe was kind of like the Rico Wade of our group. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can all be the That's, a, that's a nice little real, bring around Rico, right there. It seemed like Sleepy and that other nigga was still trying to get a deal, man. Rico was Yeah, like, he was just nodding his head like, everything's cool. I'm not angry. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> they, they invited me to speak about love for life. <laughs> I'm happy brown. <laughs> All right. We'll get into. Well, that may give you an idea for people who are listening so far as to what we're talking about. Uh, but we're going to get into a couple of music news things first. Um, otherwise, we'll, we'll be here all night. We're trying not to be. Um, so uh, if anyone has seen the, uh, I think the commercial premiere during the NBA Finals or the draft. I have no idea. I hadn't seen the commercial, Both. but uh, Jay Z is coming out with a new album. I didn't know there's a commercial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, or like a short like clip. I know it had a the dude from uh, Moonlight. Moonlight, who the one who won the Oscar, and oh, or who was in Luke Cage. Yeah, you've Luke seen Cage. that. Yeah. And uh, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. Uh, they were in the the short clip for the new Jay Z album titled Four Forty Four. Uh, it's going to be produced by No ID, uh, solely produced by him. And uh, Ben said before we started recording, that's how No ID got that job. <laughs> <laughs> the executive vice president. Yeah. Uh, he delivered the Jay Z album. 
Um, so are you guys are you guys looking forward to a new Jay Z album? I am. I know it's about time. You know, it's a little break from what's going on right now and little, all the little yachties and <laughs> Kodak Blacks and all that. even though I, even though I kind of like Kodak Black anyway. I'll lie. XXX extension yeah, cord. Yeah, extension. Wow. <laughs> right. We need, a, we need a break from those guys. We yeah, we do. we do. We uh, do. Uh, I mean. I'm just, I just really wish that is Kanye West going to be on it or have they patched uh, feelings? Well, there's no track list yet uh, uh-huh. that I've seen. Uh, it does come out on Friday, this coming Friday. Yeah. Uh, but there's no track list yet. But I mean, it, well, Kanye wasn't even on the last one, was he? But he produced a track. Yeah. And, yeah. And for a while, they haven't, they weren't they friends or whatever that means. Though, right. right. So, um, I know, like it's 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 kind of like uncharted territory, I guess. Like we haven't seen the fifty-year-old rapper that we actually anticipated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their album coming out. Um, but I feel like yeah. Jay Z is timeless, though. Yeah, Jay Z doesn't feel like your your typical fifty-year-old rapper. Like he yeah. still uh, he really has bars. He can still put a put a good album together. So he doesn't feel like your typical. 50 year old rapper now in my personal opinion i'm not really looking forward to the album but i'm curious to hear what comes out on the radio i'm not going to be anybody that downloads the album or tries to get the entire track list if i hear something on the radio that i like i listen to it but for the most part i'm not really looking forward to it so you're not going to spend a title subscription or get titled to listen to it no so it's not going to be on apple music (laughs) It's yeah. only going to be on. It's only going to be on title, at least to start oh, with. It says at first, yeah. And if you have a Sprint um, account, <gasps> yeah, yes, you can. Yes, uh, they deliver finally. <laughs> you can get it first. Yeah, you get it first. Oh, man. But they, 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 they might, I don't know if they're finally worth something, right? I don't, I don't know if they're going to do you like uh, in the background <laughs> saying that contract finally worth something. They just kick that old Verizon nigga out the way and they just bring him in. Like <laughs> Finally worth something. Wow. I bet that there there are probably people who are like switching their phones over to Sprint right now just so they can get the album. From T Mobile? Because that's they're switching to T Mobile. Man, that Jay Walking for real. Really? Yeah. People are switching for Jay Z. Okay, we're just, we don't know for a fact. We're just, we're saying maybe. There's at least one. Yes. There's at least one person who's doing that. It's one person who did. I'm pretty sure there are people out there that are doing it, but come on, man. Like, New York doing it. Man, no, if they, no, they would have given me switching my service for it. I know, right? Look, there, there are people who were who got their their free title trial mm-hmm. to get Beyonce's Lemonade, and they're probably checking to see how many days they actually have left. Yeah. <laughs> like they canceled it right after they got the album, and they. They're gonna pick it back up. See how many days they got left. Music more, but I can see people. I, I, I'm used to hearing more about Beyonce than Jay Z, so I can see people doing that more so than than Jay Z. And like Benario says, I mean Beyonce music can track through generation. Like I know people's mamas, aunts, grandmamas listen to Beyonce. Jay Z right. is tackling a pretty <laughs> narrow audience of niggas from 28 to 30. Cause like these new niggas, I mean, Jay Z is gonna come with, you know, lyrics and 
<laughs> stuff that makes sense and words that go places. Ain't nobody want to hear that shit. You cannot do the folk to anything Jay Z is talking about. Right? Well, I mean, you can't do no, that. Uh, the Kendrick what? Lamar, the folk. Can't hit that folk. You can't hit that folk, Ben. Look it up, bro. Every well, it, time, can, Ben, I think you're about to get your black yeah, card. Yeah. You find a way to throw it back away. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, I think you about to be up there with Rosa's Parks and uh, and uh, I have a dream. You find a way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't listen to the last one album. I did, and yeah. it was very good. It was. All right. Well, like worth money take- type good. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I spent money to hear it. <laughs> worth, worth changing my phone plan and possibly fucking up my contacts and all that shit. That good? No, no, no. I mean, Tom Ford was a good song, but not that good. All right, all, all right, guys. If you're looking at a barometer, um, <laughs> keep your sprint. Go to Pirate Bay and download that shit. I, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm is Pirate Bay work? You know what? Let's yeah, the Pirate Bay does work. We got. We need to stay upstanding yeah. right now. Stay upstanding. <laughs> but well, you know. Rewind it to to get what what Aja said. So, um, so we got a another. Um, well, speaking of another, well, a reunion, which this is. Uh, DMX is plotting a Rough Riders reunion tour with Swiss, with Swiss Beats and E. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? <laughs> I think that was Abe trying to hold in a laugh till you got done. <laughs> what was that about? We had to then get out of here. Oh, now let, let Greg finish. Let Greg finish. <laughs> you got to get is, all of this out. He is plotting a reunion tour with Swiss Beats, Eve, The Locks, and Dragon, and Fat Joe will be on some of the shows. So everybody that was on Rough Riders. Pretty uh, much. Eve ain't coming. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, there you go. Eve, Eve is going to be oh, well, it's, our, it's already been announced. No, that's Eve, it. Eve tried to get them together a couple years ago. She done moved yeah. up. It's like somebody coming to my elementary school telling me they want me to be the commencement speaker. No, <laughs> <laughs> I moved on. Um, <laughs> there's gonna, well, they, the, the tour has already been announced, yeah. so... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be only ten shows. Uh, the first one is in Miami on September seventh, and it ends on September thirtieth in Las Vegas. That's real short. Yeah. Uh, tickets went I mean, on sale true. yesterday. <laughs> hey man, drag on. Yeah. That's what I said. Drag on. These niggas still alive. Yeah. yeah. He got a uh, he got a new single out. Drag on got a new single out. And it's actually okay. I thought they had six sale too or something like that. Stop. That's messed up. That's messed up, man. That was that was prodigy. No, no, y'all y'all talking all that shit. But if you order an Uber and see and see that nigga in there driving, would you be shocked? Okay, okay. So so are we not? Going to listen to hit him up ever again because of what? T- yeah, because Tupac did get on him at the end of that. Like he did yeah. not hold back. So we uh, we can't listen to that no more because he gone. I mean, you can listen to it. I'm but pretty sure there's some people who listen to it the day he died. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and believe they right. were doing it in memory of him. Right. Right. Hey, this is for my nigga Prodigy right here. Like it was, like it was the same as. It's the same as people who played uh, hypnotize at Biggie's processional. (laughs) (laughs) And and the one thing I've learned, and we're going to get to the organized noise shit, but just a broader scope, man, we got to watch these rappers, man, because these niggas are not looking good, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
damn. What you mean, like sick or something like Not that? Not just bad. Like life just, just, <laughs> it's, some, just it's a certain point where the drugs and the bitches and the money just started fucking, fucking with your health. You know? uh, well, a friend well, of mine, he had a theory a while ago. He was like, if you look at like the rap music in the '90s, who was it all about? It was always it was always about selling drugs. So you had like a generation of drug dealers. What you gonna have after that? A generation of drug users, and you see a lot of these kids. That's like by the time they get like a record deal at nineteen, twenty, they've been doing drugs for like four or five years. Can you imagine mm-hmm. young so, thug when the skin get loose, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it that far. Bro. <laughs> when the pa- your skin get loose at sixty. You giving you giving young thug till sixty. <laughs> you you giving young thug old thug. I said forty. Yeah, that's forty. That's forty years 40. right there. Yeah, Look, I, I don't think he make it past middle age thug. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I want to. I want to li- live to like um eighty. Cause let me give you an example. So I was watching TV and they had. Billy Ocean on there, oh, and that nigga Billy Ocean looked rough. Okay, he looked like he is homeless, right? So I asked my mom, I was like, "Man, did Billy Ocean always look like this?" Because I was legitimately concerned. She was like, "Nah, that nigga was always ugly. He just life is just uglier for him." I'm like, "Well, damn, life is uglier for him." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, ain't nobody on with Smokey Robinson was on no more, man. Whatever Smokey Dude, Robinson and Pharrell got, uh, that's the devil, man. Vampires, that's the they, they, they are vampires for real. Crown up an infant and drink their blood or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that nigga, nigga yeah. Smokey the Winter Soldier, <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere when they need him, they just defrost him. Hey, <laughs> hey, somebody let uh, Smokey's defroster know he got a tour date coming up. <laughs> he got a speaking engagement coming up on Thursday. Hey, somebody in the background, like, look, man, we got to get him back in the tube, or he gonna evaporate. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Um, so the next, the next piece of news we got is. Uh, Katy Perry has sold 10 million copies of the song Roar. Okay. Uh, Not surprising. Good for her. It was, uh, that was announced two days ago. It is, uh, well, it, I think it's the first, well, it's her first one that has sold 10 million. And, um, yeah, that that's about it. Yeah. To sell 10 million singles. You start off doing Christian rap and you find out God ain't selling, go in there and take your clothes off and make it happen. Good for you, man. No, that is basically the Katy Perry story. Yeah. 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 yeah Katie Hudson. Jesus loves me, but he don't love my checkbook. So, yeah. he, me, he. Did y'all see that uh, that special that she did though when they, um, she was live for, what, 70, 74 hours or something like that? No, but I heard about no. that. On, yeah, um, man. It was on, like, Snapchat or YouTube or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was deep. Like, yeah, I, heard <laughs> she, I heard she's going through some stuff. Yeah, she was. She, she talked about how, you know, she thought she was a lesbian and she tried to pray it away. And it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah, her, no. her next album gonna be a Christian album. Going back to yeah. it. Yeah, she's she really spiritual. She's a real spiritual person, but she couldn't. Uh, she struggled with that. She couldn't sell it though. Katie Hudson didn't. Yeah. Like I'm trying to see like where did Katie Hudson chart, and I don't think it did. Uh, this is actually her third song to be. Ooh. To okay. to hit 10 million singles. It sold between 100 and 200 copies. 
<laughs> so wow. back to the praying the way. Was that thing, everybody like, at church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody from my church bought it. Uh, did uh, the praying the way thing? Did that have a conclusion, or is she still praying not to eat that booty? <laughs> no, she. No, she said it's still something that she struggled with, but she uh, she does like men now more than women. But she said she still struggle with. She said if she see a chick that look real bad, she can't help but look. I feel the same so, way. So, 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 so <laughs> like, I've never understood this whole lesbianism. It's like a fast food thing. So, like, the whole time you go and you eating brown rice and celery and shit, but then you hear that Popeyes. Is it the same way when you gay? Like, this whole time you fucking your wife, and then she come home, you sucking the dick? It, 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 it doesn't work like that. My I, don't baby, think it, I, I don't think it works like that. No. I don't think it worked like that, brother. Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, if my girlfriend was like, Abraham, I'm a lesbian and I'm working on it, I would be like her worst her worst support it's like look baby this is fun and all but you know Cindy over there she fine as fuck I think we should have a three way <laughs> you know I don't think it works like that what she, it does said, work she like said that. in my house she in said fact, a couple look, of the uh, guys that she did date uh, celebrities she went mention on names they did have some threesomes but John Mayer John Mayer yeah that's what yeah, I was say Orlando Bloom I think oh, yeah, and John probably, Mayer yeah. uh, are you telling me Orlando Bloom, Mr. Yeah, Nancy she... <laughs> from American Gods was fucking Katy Perry. Hey. Who's Mr. The Sprite Mr. dude, the Seven Up dude. No, no, no that's no, Orlando no. Jones. Orlando. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, from Pirates of the Caribbean. You think the dude from Pirates of the Caribbean? With Aries Spears, yes. Oh man. Oh God! God damn. And Will Sasso watched. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Johnny uh, Depp. You know she was. Oh, like you talking yeah. about the dude from The Hobbit? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, Legolas. Yeah. Legolas, right? That was his name. Legolas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he looked like a girl, so that, that, that's, that's an easy transition. Easy wow. transition his hair's long enough. He kind of does. Hair is from Troy. I know. I know, right? He was in Troy. She's got to work around the street, but pretty much it's still the same street, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she was struggling, man. She was talking about you know drug abuse and everything like that. I think she was on that Miley Cyrus stuff, but you know she did cut her hair like Miley. So yeah, yeah Miley Cyrus said she done with hip hop music. Yeah, after she put fucking Mike Back Wheel, it was over. Me. Right. <laughs> she doesn't look happy though. It looks like her father was just like, if you want to get cut off, I'm telling tell you, she trying to get her way back to Disney. Yeah, she needs some of them Disney chicks. She is, man. trying she to get her way back. in the club high on perk with your shirt on. <laughs> if Raven can make it back to Disney after fucking around with Orlando Brown. Man. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Orlando Brown is is the perfect case for my my old boss was crazy as shit. Like, look, I'm sorry that dude was crazy as shit. He was beating me, and people like, oh no, he's not. And then they just show one of his videos talking about um bop bop. They're like, you know what, you're right. Man, all seriousness though, he got a he got a song out. He got a video for it. It's deep, and I swear it's a hard track. Like, that song is so hard. Okay, so but, what's up with these, like, former child stars trying to be rappers? Because he was always from, trying to be a rapper. The though. dude from Ned's Declassified is a rapper. The black kid. Yeah, Cookie. Yeah, he, tried uh, to be, he tried to rap. Yeah. Like, what, what's up with this? Dude, Shia LaBeouf had a freestyle on, um, on Sway. On Sway. Yeah, on Sway. I don't know what, you, what is going on with these Nickelodeon Disney kids, man. He was better than most people with a deal. Yeah. 
Were they like, were they like battling on the set? I know, I know. I'm talking about like during the show, are they like, hey man, let's freestyle, let's go back and forth. Well, on Sway's show, they like, whoever, whatever guess he has, if they can freestyle. But no, didn't tell, but Miley Cyrus said, him, she used to smoke weed with, what's the other chick? That was on Raven the, Simone. Not Raven, the, uh, the oh. white chick that was on The Voice. Or she was one of the judges on The Voice. Uh, Christina Aguilera? Oh. oh, Gwen Stefani? Christina Aguilera? Um, Alicia Keys? Those only was that. was a white girl. It was a white <laughs> girl. I can't think of her name. She went, she went crazy, too. Not JoJo. But she did say she used to smoke. I could see her. I could see her smoking. Oh, oh, oh I know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> the dirty bitch. Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Christine, is it Christina Aguilera? No, not Christina. I can't think of. Okay. Now I got. But she was a judge on the voice. Yeah, she was one of the judges. Um, now that's the only ones I know. Um, let's see who she got. She got like she got. She had like a high pitch type voice, regular talking voice. Uh, yeah, I can't think of her name, but but yeah, they used to smoke weed and stuff between between <laughs> shoots <laughs> on the Disney Channel. Um, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, because they said they was trying to get the Jonas Brothers to smoke with them, but they wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, they were yeah, the got, they were the Christians, right? Yeah. That was that was I'm saying that was probably one of the funniest episodes of South Park I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was too funny. But yeah, I gotta I gotta know who that was. Yeah, that that's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got but, pulled it up. So I got Shakira. That's the only other person. Yeah, yeah. 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 maybe it was X Factor then. Maybe it wasn't the voice man. Maybe it was X Factor then. But I just know was she Paula. She's working with Paula. I just know she was one of one of them Disney kids that was around the same age. Oh, Selena. Uh, no, um, not Wait, Selena Gomez. Gomez. The other chick, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. That's oh, it. Demi I can Lovato. totally see that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato. They was trying to get the Jonas Brothers to smoke with them, but they wouldn't do it. Well, because oh, so I also read on Twitter last week that um, Demi Lovato wants to do a version of Camp Rock that's rated R, a yeah. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and what, so it's going to be called Camp Cock. <laughs> oh, so so it's so it's porn. I don't know, yeah. but like an R-rated version of Camp Rock. I, Someone's CD is gonna be out. I just, I just feel that. That's our sure browsers is probably gonna be out. The industry is quick on puns like that. Yeah, they are. I'm surprised there isn't a camp cock already. It probably yeah, is. There yeah. probably is. It's probably a gay porn though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they did. <laughs> they did Full House. They did a porn for Full House. So I'm pretty they sure just they call the full house. They call it. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Was it like nasty with like like a whole bunch of people going to the same hole? That's what I, I'm thinking. I, I, I didn't about. see it. I was just saying. I just I just thought it. It was talking about it. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it was, so it was like, definitely some DP. It was in, called in, Fuller in, House or something like Fuller. that. Fuller House. Fuller House or something like that. But. <laughs> Fuller Holes. No, uh, that's what it, no, it was called. Fuller House. <laughs> Yeah, holes, not holes, but holes. H O. Yeah, yeah, like holes, like yeah. orifices, yeah, Fuller holes, yeah. something like All that. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Before we get too far off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we always talk about the uh, the what's going on in the Billboard charts. The number one song is still Despacito. Who it. was that? What the fuck? Luis Fonsi. With, yeah. Uh, Daddy Yankee. And Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. Justin Bieber. Like when I say. Justin Bieber has come full circle, like yeah. to where, um, with, with Justin Bieber with me, unless like I actually read the song title, I'd be like, man, who is that singing shit out of that song? That's Justin Bieber, and yeah. then I'm like, oh man, it's pretty catchy. Yeah. But the Despacito thing, like 
I guarantee you, it's something about that song that gets stuck in your head. Right. You listen to that song once or twice, and you'll just be walking around. Despacito. You don't even speak. I don't even. You don't even speak Spanish. But you're gonna be. You'll, you'll know every word to that song. And that's the top Billboard in America. It's been, it's been number yeah. one for a while. In yeah. America? Yeah. 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 Six weeks. Maybe. Not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ones that can sing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, I just realized what he said. Whoa, whoa. As, soon, as soon as they throw him over the wall, he whoa. starts singing. Get, get him back. Get, get him back. back. Get him back. <laughs> get him back. Bring him back. Um, Congratulations, son. Hold You're on, worthy. Hold on. Okay, so has Daddy Yankee been relevant on like the, the, the Spanish chart since then, or they dug I him up and brought him no, back? No, no, no Daddy, they dug Daddy Yankee up out of the Because yeah. I ain't heard Daddy Yankee <laughs> was like a one page. Whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, was to, yeah. that was 2003. <laughs> yeah, maybe earlier. <laughs> I, I gotta see this top Billboard, man. I'm getting, I'm getting worried now. Uh, I, don't, I didn't hear no people that I know. Maybe hey, number two, <laughs> number two is uh, that song. Yes. Number two is number two I'm is, the one by the Nick Fury of music, mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. <laughs> I don't even okay. like that song, man. I do not he like that song. He Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> he is, man, because he assembled everybody. He uh, assembled everybody. Number three is Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Number four is Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Number five <laughs> is Humble. Number six is Mask Off. Number seven is Something Just Like This. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on, back up. You talking about that, that stupid shit with the flutes. Hey, hold yeah. up! It's, it's not a flute. flute. It's not a flute. Oh, yeah. It's a recorder. Yes. No, okay. It's not a flute, okay. It's a difference. <laughs> well, no, so it's not a Peruvian fruit band that he kidnapped and put in the studio to do that hook. He, he might be Peruvian. They, they sent they sent yeah. it off some. Uh, it's sampled from like some obscure seventies uh, record, I think. But and that's not yeah. even a record. I forgot what that is called. Start start with an H. A heart. What's talking about? Whatever that Mask thing off. that oh, that yeah. link plays. Oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> whatever I forget what that is. Is it that shit that the little demon plays with the with the with the goat legs? Yes. You still- <laughs> Yes. And I'm mad I know what you're talking about, Phil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that made me think of that uh that Dave Chappelle sketch. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh uh Okay, uh, what else is on here? Um, number seven is the Nickelback of EDM and Coldplay. Uh, number eight is Zed and Alessia Cara. Yeah. Number nine is Post Malone featuring Quavo. See, he's what song a, is Quavo's on two of these songs, man. He's the talented one. Dude, dude, dude. Quavo's about to lead them niggas for real. No, yeah. nah, I'm serious, yeah. man. I saw uh, a video. On, I'm going to pull that t-shirt line. Who's the one who said straight out of North Atlanta? That Quavo? No, that was uh, that was um, offset. That was offset. Oh, okay, Quavo's the one who's singing, right? Yeah. I saw a uh, video of Quavo playing basketball. It was like at a Lifetime Fitness or something. Yeah. And uh, And he 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 can play. Yeah. 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 I was like, see, he is is the talented one. Son, man, take Sharif O'Neal scholarship from him. But he had uh, (laughs) give it straight to Quavo. Quavo had a football scholarship though. He had a D two football scholarship to play quarterback. They say, he, yeah, mm. he had a he's the talented one. Yeah. <laughs> he is clearly the talented one in the group. Yeah, they say he said some records at his high school playing quarterback. And uh, number ten is Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, Are you serious? Which song? They're hot. Uh, he's hot right now, man. EXO yeah. Tour Life. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. Is, okay. That's, that's been on that, that song is catchy for a while. Yeah, it is catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave. 
That Leave. song. <laughs> it can't be catchy. Have you you saw what he did to Bad and Bougie. Have you? Just like, I mean, oh, I don't listen to that part of the song. Sometimes I hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed the station, but still, uh, that song is catchy. Can we go back to Bruno Mars? At number two, can somebody take him off that for putting Gucci Man on that song and ruining it? Because like every time I hear that song on the radio, yeah, it's pretty bad. And I hear Gucci, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was what unnecessary. Was we, oh, we wanted the humble remix. Yeah, with Gucci, with with Gucci because that yeah. beat was made for him. Yeah, yeah, but Gucci yeah, turned yeah. it down. Uh, so yeah, we still waiting on that. That that's yeah. a, that's the only remix I uh, I'm waiting on. Um. Now for that was for the singles for the albums. Number one is Katy Perry. Uh, number two, Kendrick Lamar. Number three, SZA. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, Lady Antebellum. Number five is Drake. Number six, Ed Sheeran, the most influential artist in Black music. Forgot mm-hmm. to mention that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven is Halsey. Number eight, Bruno Mars. Number nine, <clears throat> Rise Against. And number ten, Post Malone. Okay. Okay. What's the big deal about SZA? Because I'm seeing I'm seeing her name everywhere. Like, it's a girl. Oh, well, yeah. she's a uh, well, she's part of Top Dog Entertainment. Yep. So, uh, and people have been waiting. Uh, I think this is her first full length album, it and is. people are waiting a long time for it. Mm-hmm. What like, has she What has she done uh, that I would know? Like that somebody like not your average fan would know about. Um, before this album. Before this out, okay, let me see what if she has any like guest spots. Yeah, she had a bunch of guest spots. I mean, she did. She some was stuff on, on, um, on Wayne's <laughs> album. Um, she did stuff with Kendrick. She did a bunch of stuff with Kendrick. She did stuff with uh, Ab. She's on Ab Soul's album. Yeah. Uh, she is on Isaiah Rashad's album. Any of the top dog songs where you see uh, her girl Boy singing, Q. That's her. Um, who was who was this one? Uh, Drum. Uh, Wale, uh, J Rock. Um, which one is this one? She did a song with Willow, like Willow Smith. This is on the drum. Yeah, and okay, that's another app soul. And so she's worked mostly with the other top dog artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's uh. I feel, and she had an EP. Her EP was called Z. That was from 2014. <laughs> Even though that's technically an album, that that's ten songs. <laughs> that's not an EP. Yeah, anymore. that's not an EP. <laughs> um, but that was from three years ago. Uh, that's when like people were st- first starting to hear about her. But she hadn't really come. She hadn't come out with her recent album until until now. That was from June 9th. So. Um, it's supposed to be like you know this alternative R and B, the PBR R and B. It's supposed to be, I guess. Um, I guess if you if you liked uh, Solange's album, yeah. then you might like Control. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> you, you, it you might not be for you. Then. Like, you know, people who don't shave. <laughs> She look like she don't shave. Yeah, like a, like a, yeah. like the real boy down there, right? Yeah, like the red wood. Put it like this. Or if you like, well, pull them off and I saw a bush. I wouldn't is, be at all surprised. One of the reasons why they say that um, R and B is dying in the black community. Yeah. <laughs> Looks over talent. 
or if you like, if you like, it's not about looks over talent. If you like, that's a generalized statement. It's about is your shit shaved or not (laughs) clean or not clean. Sometimes you sitting up singing about the earth and shit, you just make it seem like it might be a little tart. I mean, we'll say the same. I mean, not go as deep like down there, but like the top (laughs) dog on top dog is Kendrick Lamar. That nigga look like he don't bathe every day. Yeah, that nigga look homeless as shit. He got a beard that don't connect, but he's still rocking. I'm just, I'm just. He got the ODB, man. Yeah, man. Only one person can do ODB, and he did. (laughs) His name was Old Dirty Bastard. (laughs) Not a role model. Okay, that was a gimmick. Okay, cut that shit off. Like, if I was his publicist, look, man. Are we friends, right? Yeah, I'm going to need you to cut. I'll be trying to cut that shit off and that nigga sleep. Hey, Brian, what you doing? I'm trying to help you, man. I'm trying to help you. Tell your, your beard to be humble, man. <laughs> <laughs> On your beard, man. Some people can't get it to connect, man. That's why we had goatees, man. Even Sean Wayne. Even Sean Wayans of this shit, man. Get, get you a goatee, man. Wow. Uh, and uh, also, if you like uh, another, I'm looking at the related artists on Spotify. Uh, if you like Janae Aiko or oh, yeah. Party Next Door. Is that Janae Aiko is the eat my booty like groceries, right? Oh, yes. yeah. 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 Uh, Minari, None of her other, well, I, I, w- I think her songs are starting to like become more groceries? like that. Hers? Yeah, mm-hmm. More like that one. Yeah. Uh, let me look at, you know she got to be light-skinned. Let's look her up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she ain't even all the way black. Who? Oh, she she got that she got that. Janae Echo, she like have she tie or something. Well, she, she not get, uh, I, no, she yeah, she yeah. Mm-hmm. How you feel that last name? She was on the Breakfast oh, okay. Club. She said she is she's white, she's African American, and she is uh, Korean. Korean, okay. She just just a high fifty seven, huh? Hey, you stupid. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> man, you just oh yeah yeah. yeah. yeah I was waiting for you to find a picture. Yeah, she looks good. Uh no, you can't talk no more, Ben. You wiped up. Oh yeah. <laughs> he said you wiped up. Oh, uh, she got a little. Oh yeah, she got a little. Uh huh. Yeah, Minari. She got a whole lot of tattoos. Though. Then she got the Chinese symbol on the back. Oh man, that's extra. Give me some sweet and sour sauce. I mean, all them gross. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, so um, <laughs> uh, but the last thing we'll we'll go through is the uh the we have mentioned the Billboard Artist 100. Oh, okay. Uh, number one is still Katy Perry. Well, and it is Katy Perry now because the rules are, as we have found, all you have to do is release an album. Mm-hmm. It will be number one of the artists 100. Uh, number two is the most influential artist in black music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Sheeran. No, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> what the hell? I've never heard of him. Really? Google it, you know, you'll see what we're shit? talking I'm about. I'm pretty sure you've heard something by him and just not paid it any attention. Like, his shit is everywhere. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, if you know something about me, I don't know those people's names, man. Uh, number three is, three. we need a nickname for Bruno Mars. We'll, we'll brainstorm we'll on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number uh, four. Uh, number four, Kendrick Lamar. Number five, Bieber. Number six, Lady Antebellum. Number seven, Drake. Uh, number eight, DJ Khaled. Okay, he's an artist now. Um, yeah. <laughs> number nine, Selena Gomez, and number ten, the Nickelback of EDM. How was Selena Gomez in the top ten, but none of her albums or none of her singles were in the top ten? That don't make that don't make sense. Because somebody wanted to fuck her and they just put her on the list. I, wow. I still don't know what is. Uh, I, well, if you release an album, you can be number one. Uh, if you, I don't know what else goes into 
getting it on this list. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because the, the, the jumps that artists make are humongous. Last week, Katy Perry's number 44. This week, number one. Uh, what was the uh, Lady Antebellum? Last week, number 89. <laughs> this week, number six. And how long do they normally stick around? Like, not long. <laughs> If they're if you're releasing if they're releasing singles, they can stay in the top ten, like Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars have. Yeah, they've been uh, and Kendrick Lamar. They've been two, three, and four, or like switching places for the last couple months. Um, but if you release an album, you can go from uncharted <laughs> to the top. Um, and uh, we're trying to figure out still what the formula is. If you release an album, you can be number one, and to just be on the list. Just give someone a piece of paper, like write down a hundred musical artists that you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that'll be the chart. So uh, it doesn't take much. So uh, Abe, you can go ahead and come out with your mixtape, and uh, <laughs> you could be number one on this chart next week. Yeah, man. I, yeah, it's a weight requirement out there, man. You gotta be ultra, <laughs> and I don't think none of us hit it. Like I walk by Walgreens. And these little, these little stream bean ass niggas, man, that, that <laughs> I, I'm like, bro, bro, they used to say, like, they used to tell me that the um, Y chromosome is diminishing. It damn sure is, man, because I, I look at these niggas like, really? Is, 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 this, is this what the world it's is? It's a lot of foo-foo niggas. Yeah, I know. It, 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 really, it really is. It really yeah, is. Yeah, man, like, God. It's the skinny jeans. Oh, know, I wonder. I wonder. I want to ask y'all this since we just had the the NBA draft. I don't know if we talked about it on our podcast. We just had the NBA draft. Did y'all see uh, Lonzo Ball's freestyle or e- either? Yeah, of I them? saw it. I saw it. No, I saw the huh? yeah. Lonzo Ball. Did you see that nigga brother stunning on him in that outfit in that red? <laughs> He's supposed to be like the uh, if Lonzo Ball is Venus Williams, the youngest one is supposed to be Serena. Serena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's supposed What's to be the, the next yeah. the next one. Yeah. And yeah. the middle one. And the middle one. The middle one's overweight, right? He can't. No, no, he's good. Right? Yeah, they what, the middle I thought one, one of them was overweight. The, 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 the no, middle the, one is like the Chloe of their family. He yeah. really is. The Chloe yeah. before surgery. What's his name? Like uh, uh, Leangelo. Leangelo. Oh, yeah, he he's, one, everyone yeah, he already said he hasn't even gotten to college yet. Like, oh, he ain't making the NBA. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I mean, if you watch his game, you can tell he's not going to make the NBA because, <laughs> like, all he can do is is shoot jump shots like yeah. he has no handle he no. can't get past anybody he can, and then he'll he's be not a even that tall guy. and he doesn't even hit the jump shot consistently oh well he is, he is gonna yeah. be the ceo of big ball entertainment that's what he's gonna be he'll, he's gonna be he's there, the andre um, uh, if y'all watch yeah. empire he'll be andre well i was trying to think of um what's the what's the manning brother that didn't make it cooper oh, oh yeah cooper, cooper. Manning. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> The At least player. Cooper had an excuse, though. Cooper got yeah, hurt. Yeah, he had a neck injury. Angelo just got down. <laughs> I would have made neck it. Injury. Well, for my neck, I would have made it. That's what baby needs. Oh, um, God. All right, so uh, that'll do it for our music news. Um, well, before you, before you yeah. leave music, uh, you didn't mention J. Cole at all in none of them categories. Fuck J. Cole. I mean, J. Cole. I mean, oh, he with, with these charts, yeah, yeah, he's not right on there. Like, he's let, not on there, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. What did he come out with? He let me, came out with an album what, in January, wasn't it? Oh, this, see, this is so recent. He's number 87 on the Artist 100. Wow. Yeah, you got to do something to be more relevant. <laughs> okay. hey, hey, look, right. if you want to get in the top 10, you, he got to release He got to release another song. He needs some right. features, man. He got yeah, so. <laughs> to have features, too. Yep. All right, all right. <laughs> um... So uh, we'll get to Ben's earworm of the week. 
All right. Uh, I'm going with Tenacious D, Wonder Boy. Been listening to a lot of Dave Grohl this week. And um, he played drums on this song. So, yeah. I was listening to this one a lot this week. All right. Let me pull that up. Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. Was that in the movie? I don't. I never saw the movie. Uh-huh. It came out with two movies, right? Mm, I know Did the. They, I know they TV. had the TV show. Yeah, oh, they had TV show. Yeah, oh, it was know. on HBO. Mm-hmm. Basically, the movie is basically like the TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, here is Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. found out they had a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that song along with our others on the BTT YST Airworms playlist, which is now, which is on Spotify. Sponsor us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find it with all of our other songs. Um, as of right now, yes, uh, Hot Rod Hearts is still missing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Write another letter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're going to get to our main topic, which is uh, this was a topic. I think we all could have some have some kind of connection to um, growing up in Georgia. I think uh, everyone, everyone else grew up in Atlanta around Atlanta, except for me. (laughs) But but, uh, the sounds of. Uh, Outcast and Goody Mob were still pretty prominent. So we were talking about, of course, the production team of Organized Noise, yes. uh, Rico Wade, Sleepy Brown. Sleepy Brown, 
Why do I always forget the third guy's name? Because he seemed to be the talented one. <laughs> Ray. <laughs> Ray, yeah. yeah. He was. Um, and, uh, I mean, we talk about, like, how the, you know, what we think of their music and kind of their legacy. But uh, also, I put on Facebook, required viewing would be the, uh, <laughs> the, the documentary, The Art of Organized Noise, which is on Netflix. So anyone listening now, you can go back and watch that and uh, get more context of what we were talking about. Oh, yes. um, yeah, Ray Murray. Ray I'm sorry Murray. about that, Ray Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Ray seemed to be the well. Well, was he? Would you think he was the talented one? Yes. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, like it's like he was. He had the, he had the talent. Sleepy Brown wanted to be the. The, the star, the, the, the star. The and Rico Wade was, sing, was but it looked like he only could sing in one octave. He could, <laughs> yeah, he had that. He one. was. I think he wanted to be like he wanted to be an artist, but he ended up being more like the uh, South version of Nate Dog. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's a good, good analogy. Yes. That's a real good analogy. Yes, <laughs> man. Yes, yeah. yes. We should. You know what? Is he on Twitter? Because I might, I might, <laughs> I might add him with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but um well we'll uh we'll start with uh with we'll start with you Mike uh this this was I I I, well, I wanted Mike to be on and I was like well what's uh who's your favorite producer and this he said uh the organized noise so right. what um what what do you think of first or like what makes you enjoy their music uh just how funky the sounds were and it was just different when I first heard you know, organized noise. It was like in the height of everything was New York and East Coast, West Coast, and they were just so different. Like, man, it's all jazzy and bluesy, and but it still got that whole hip hop element to it. Yeah, and it was just just different. And it, you know, everybody that jumped on the organized noise track, just it, it was just so just just different from what the mainstream <laughs> was at the time. Man, like you got you, they weren't just beating everybody up with all these hard. You know, uh, New York sounds and stuff like that. I think that was part of like their appeal. Like they, I, they're well, they're the first production team from the South that we that a lot of people are familiar with, right. and they kind of helped define what what Southern rap is, or at least right. during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely uh, uh, understand that. Uh, what about you, Abraham? Um. It's really fascinating that not only did they come up with interesting music, as Mike said, and it was jazzy, it was funky, it was um, all this stuff, but they really weren't afraid to bring a homage to older um, um, older samples. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was around that time where we were still on the cusp of either we were going to go the digital age with, uh, you know, Probably. digital music, what we have now, or bringing in, you know, old jazz heads who um, really know how to cultivate a sound on a track. And um, it's been it's been something that's been copied. I mean, they had a lot of people on there talking about how great it was, and we're going to dive more into the show. But um, I, I will say that, they crafted something at a time where I was really missing Atlanta. Um, when the whole AT aliens came in, the whole dungeon family, the whole organized noise, I wasn't even in Atlanta during that time. Um, 
when they first came out. I was in DC and not to not to hate on the DC people and um, <laughs> the kind of music that they have, but I just couldn't get to that go go shit. So um, that's why go go has never really gotten outside of DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just weird. So I, I never forget. Um, we lived in like a rural school, so. Um, everybody who around me was either, you know, tobacco farmers or peanut farmers, anything like that. So it was like a 45 minute drive to school. And this girl, I forgot her name, had an album, had Outkast, one of Outkast's first albums, AT Aliens. And mm-hmm. I jammed, I almost cried, man, because it just <laughs> felt like, you know, I was in, I was in, um, Maryland hell, man. And then I never thought I would have, AT Aliens and um, Southern Playalistic, Southern Playalistic, and just all that stuff going on at the time, man. I, I, I was just, it was just awesome. So yeah, they they really helped me and um, forged an Atlanta identity. And I think everybody can say that here is that man before Outcast, before Organized Noise, we were just some nasty dancers, dancers for money. That music was being confused with Miami. Yeah, Miami yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh Monario, what what was your introduction to organized noise uh to their production or to their um to artists that they work with? Um I had the typical introduction uh, to organized noise, like like most kids my age. Um, uh, I think when Southern Playlistic came out, it was like '94, so I was in like the fourth grade, and I was still into video games and things like that. So when I heard good music, of course I would take to it. But as far as like production and things like that, I didn't know too much about production or who made what uh until i got to west georgia and got around people like ben which forced me to start to go back and look at people like organized noise and how they put together songs and stuff like that and it, just to piggyback off of what abe said um before i started listening to outcast it was like my first musical introduction was either West Coast or Cleveland. It was <laughs> Snoop Dogg or Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then when I saw Dre in that video with an Atlanta Braves jersey on, because I was the biggest Braves fan at the time, I was like, that's what I want. That's what I like. That's what I want to be like. Oh, my God, this is something I can relate to. Even, even in some of their... Uh, earlier songs like uh you 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 finally i finally had something that i could relate to not just enjoy on just a superficial level something that was deeper like just a specific lyric that i remember dre saying was um they laying my mama off from work general motors tripping my mom got laid off of work from general motors <laughs> i was like you serious i'm like this dude is talking to me yeah. so it forced me to start listening to uh more southern music and unfortunately until i got to west georgia uh one little negative effect it had on me it kind of closed me down to everything else because i was like the typical southern dude at that time by the time i got to like ninth 10th 11th grade i didn't want to hear anything that wasn't from the south because i didn't have to Mm -hmm. like uh everything that came on the radio was something local 
but it was something big. Like everybody was coming to listen to stuff from the South. So with organized noise and their production that, like I say, as I got older and I got a chance to start back looking and listening, I'm like, wow, they, they, you, I didn't, I didn't recognize that people weren't using live music at the time. I didn't recognize that they were such a huge departure from everything that had been done before them, which gives me a greater appreciation for them and everything that they started and built now. So, right. uh, yeah, they were they were my introduction without me actually knowing it until I got older. Mm, yeah. uh, so what about you, Ben, with your introduction to uh, to the two organizers and who they work with any of their production? So I would probably say my the first time I well, how do I say this? All right. So um, when it comes to the song Waterfalls, I still remember where I was the first time I heard it. I was sitting at my friend's house. It was after the Science Olympics at my school. Uh, my friend and I had just taken like second place. And um, they were excited about the TLC video, you know, because it had a really. Is that an echo? Yeah, we do. Do you guys have a phone speaker over there? Nope. I don't know where that echo's coming from. Hmm. I'll, well, I'll just turn it. I'll just turn it out a little bit. Okay, so we can show you and here. But um, yeah, it'll be still be slightly. Yeah, that's right. But but that song um is one of those songs that like it, it just kind of took the world by storm. Number one hit, group from Atlanta. Um, um, and like, and, and like, like Mario like said, Mar it's one of those things those, that kind of makes you like really kind of aware of what Atlanta music is. Right. And that's kind of what organized noise did. Um, they use live instruments. Like I'm, I'm watching the documentary. I didn't know that the intro to waterfalls was a bass, like that, it, like an actual bass, not like a program bass, not like a synth bass, like an actual bass. That was that blows me away. Like, okay, you come up with this really cool bass intro to this song, and then if you listen to the whole song, like most hip hop songs, most R and B songs, the bass line is the same the whole way through, but not in Waterfalls, because it actually had a person play live bass. So there's like it's a very jazzy element to that bass, and that's that bass sticks out a lot to me in that song. Like it's a nice little kind of walking bass line at certain parts. It's never the same. Like it's the same, but it's not. Like he, there's a lot of um, melismatic elements to that, you know, just thrown in there. It's really, I love it to death. Um, and so when I think of, when I think of organized noise, that's what I think of all the live instruments that they brought into R and B and hip hop. What's amazing to me about waterfalls. I was talking to Ben with this before he started recording. This song was just written by some dude. Just, <laughs> just producing the documentary. It, the guy who worked in a hotel, um, and, and he knew these guys and was like, I got this song and, uh, it becomes his hit. I don't know if he still works at the hotel, but he actually said that he still does work at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. He okay. did not say that, did he? Yeah. 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 He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Right. No. <laughs> like that's all he did. That's, that's all he needed to do. Right? Right. Shout out to Marquise Etheridge. <laughs> right. Uh, so he presented the, I, uh, I guess he had the foundation for waterfalls, uh, Lisa Lopez credits a songwriter for her her rap on that, a rap verse on that. Organized Noise produced it, um, but yeah. yeah, it was just well. That was my favorite part of the whole yeah. documentary, mm -hmm. like the, just them, like and like 
just sitting there talking about the process of putting it together. Yeah. Like he just came in and he had, I had an idea for a song. Don't go chasing waterfalls. He's like, what do you mean? Like run off a cliff? Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't quite understand it. Um, and then just hearing them, like, you know, he was like, Hey, you play this beat, you play this beat. Hey, get a bass player in here. You start putting that down. He was like, well, what do you think about this opening? Song. Yeah. They were they another, yeah, completely other song. Yeah. And it's like, and that I really like it when, um, when I get to hear people talk about the writing and the creative process, because everyone's process is going to be different, but everyone's process is beautiful. Right. And like, that was so beautiful to hear them talk about that process of how that song came together. Right. Uh, also in the background vocals, that was a uh, Deborah killings, a uh, session musician and CeeLo. They sang background on that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it kind of speaks to, um, I guess the, the inspiration for stuff or their success came from a couple of different places. Yeah. Like some random dude. Well, to us, it's, they probably knew him. They knew him. They knew him, but still, you know, he he comes in with idea and and it becomes this hit song. Um, or how they, uh, how they came together, like as at the, the dungeon family segment of the, of the film to where, um, I don't know how I would have been able to like work in there. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it was cramped, but they, I don't, I, I, it's still I mean, amazing. Really to me how be all this music yeah. came from this little, uh, dungeon from, from this, <laughs> you know, dungeon. it was literally looked like a dungeon, well, and, so- but they, they made this music in this place. They worked there day and night. Right. Um, and you have two of the, um, well, basically, to me, you could say that's where like Southern hip hop was was born. Was yeah. born oh, yeah, in oh, that yeah. basement. Oh, yeah, right. So, of like in the beginning, he talks about you know we're in Southwest Atlanta, we're in the Swats. I lived in College Park for a while, Monario. I know you you lived down there for a while. How much of that did you recognize? Uh, Swats. Um, I was never really in like the Swats area. Like uh, I remember as a kid, uh, and it's just more like oblivious stuff that you don't notice until you get older my aunt like like when my mom and my dad were both working at general motors my aunt stayed like literally like off of the low she still stays off of the low matter of fact oh wow okay and uh when my parents would go to work they would drop me and my sister off over there and this was like 90 like 90 89 90 and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so uh, when they were riding through like a lot of those neighborhoods, like uh, not not really the neighborhoods, but like when they would show like the convenience stores and the plazas that they met up Wait at, yeah, that, that was all yeah. that was all real. Like I remember a lot of that stuff. And um, so I grew up off of Cascade and uh, Headland and the Low is over there where the Kmart used to be. Um and that flea market that been through a lot of transitions, <laughs> a lot of stuff before then. Um, I mean those neighborhoods were the cutway to Adams Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where uh where I played t ball. Um, oh. <laughs> so that kind of stuff that 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 kind of stuff is is important to somebody who is from Atlanta and yeah. what that means. Um, growing up, because I mean, a lot of people have come down to Atlanta now, and I'm grateful for you coming and making the city what it is. But you know, early '80s, I mean, late '80s, early '90s, where Atlanta was still not the was not the spot mm-hmm. that everybody went to. 
um, that kind of culture is, is is evident in the music. I think it also kind of speaks to what Atlanta used to be as yeah. far as like, um, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but like parenting, like how people would actually nurture and watch pe- watch other people. Like, yeah, oh, it, it was it was fifteen or twenty young dudes in this house at one time, and you had just that one mother and those two mm-hmm. sisters there that didn't mind it. That wouldn't happen nowadays. Yeah. Like in the in that whole Delo area. I, it was nothing but old. It was nothing but older people over there. Yeah, when, it's still like that now. If you go, it's still it's like, yeah, still yeah. Like I'm saying, if you go over there now, it's, you got a lot of those same same people out there. Because when we first moved to Atlanta, we stayed with my aunt off of Candler Road in Decatur, and so that line in one of the songs uh, under was like, you know, uh, caught that 86, like throwing your head to Decatur. We actually rode that bus, <laughs> and so yeah. for them to actually see, I'm like, hold up, man, I was on that. So Outcast was on this bus. I was like, you know, you felt <laughs> juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i got yeah. the juice like outcast but, was so atlanta like they right. were so and and what surprised me is the fact that he said i was more in the east coast hip-hop yeah. but and that makes sense because like there wasn't that like they were like the first like there wasn't really any hip-hop stars from atlanta if you think about right. it right mm-hmm. like they were the first real hip-hop stars you no know, we've said on our that old episode about um our top artists in Atlanta. I still feel that Outkast is the most important group out of Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, right. exactly. like because without for, a doubt. Before them, all you had was what Kilo. That's it. Like <laughs> yeah. coming out of Atlanta, that's yeah. all you had yeah. was Kilo. Like, well, so, like, hold on. Are, and Raheem the Dream. And Raheem the Dream. Raheem right. The right. Dream. What was the group that take take me to another place? Like um, you oh, oh rest, rest of development. development. I thought they were from Tennessee. They're from Tennessee. <laughs> oh God, Mr. Window. Man, yeah, Arrested Development from Tennessee though, but you also, uh, but you had. Um, the crazy the, thing about them is, I had no clue they were from Atlanta until like I was like well in my twenties. Yeah, they are from Atlanta. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not realize that either. But they don't. They don't sound it though. They don't. Yeah, I thought they were from Tennessee. I would. I thought they were from like New York or New Jersey or something. Yeah. But yeah. then again, though, like <laughs> what what was the Atlanta sound before yeah. Outcast? Before yeah. Organized yeah. Noise? Yeah. What was the Atlanta yeah. sound? Yeah, like I said, Kilo. Then you had what Ghetto Mafia? That Bankhead yeah. Bounce song. Yeah. Those the Six Nine Boys or whatever. Yeah, the Six Nine yeah. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it's just the landmarks as well. I mean, to this day, and I know they talk about the jelly bean, and people call it the jelly bean. It's yeah, not the jelly bean anymore. It's, it's, the, uh, yeah. it's the Alpha, I mean, the AKA fraternity house. Yeah. But my sister had her sweet 16 at the jelly bean. Yeah. Right? Um, my dad used to get fish over there in that hole next to Greenbrier, Yashin's fish. Yashin's is great, man. Yeah. Yashin's is great. <laughs> Get that peach drink. I, think, I think the documentary also lets you know how influential just a small move can be that Rico Wade made because like Ben said when Andre said he had that he all he listened to was like East Coast rap and when they did the first video he was going to be in like some kind of Timberland shirt yeah. Yeah. and Rico yeah. was yeah. like nah 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 wear this Atlanta Braves jersey and like I said when I saw him in that Atlanta Braves jersey, and I know it was many other kids and people yeah. that were from Atlanta that saw that Atlanta Braves jersey. They see how well this song is doing, how big this is, how good this song is. And they're like, you know what? We have an identity now. It makes you wonder what it would have been had they let Andre have free range and, and wear a Timberland shirt. He, 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 I, it's it's very possible they would just lump in with everybody we, else. They would have. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, yeah, in that I mean, video, he's riding in the back of the Cadillac, spread out with Atlanta Braves jersey on, 
you know, and kicking dope rhymes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he said in the song, and he riding through, you Atlanta. know, Atlanta. <laughs> he started in Decatur and just riding through. It's, and everybody was seeing landmarks and stuff they could relate to. Like, man, he, they, that could be us, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And it gave so, you pride in your city. I mean, right. one thing um, East Coast has is New York, and they put New York everywhere. They had, um, and then one thing about NWA, NWA was unapologetically Compton. You know, they yeah, walked yeah. around in Raiders shirts and all that stuff. I think Rico was trying to do the same thing with Atlanta. He was like, no, 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 no. You repping Atlanta here. And I want to find the biggest Atlanta symbol that we had at the time, you know? Which was yeah. the Braves. Which was the Braves. They were yeah, this was the Braves were Turn on dominating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. On TBS every day. Boys, man. Game right. started at 7.05. Right. Yeah, what was up with that? Those weird start times, man. 7.05 and... Yeah. That was yeah. Turner right well, there. That was yeah. that was Ted Turner. Oh, that was Turner man. time. Yeah. Well, Turner. you could say color people time, but it was more Turner time because like every everybody who watched TBS. Back when Ted Turner used to be grinding, man, he had TBS, he had TNN, yeah. he had TNT. Oh, I forgot about TNN. Yeah. He had UPN too. UPN was Ted Turner. People don't realize that. UPN. Ted Turner is Atlanta. Yeah, Ted Turner is Atlanta. You're right. Cartoon <laughs> Network. He's as Atlanta as Outcast, man. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He yeah, really man, is. Put him on he, the next album. He's, he's news media's outcast. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what, what would Atlanta be without Ted Turner? They need to erect a statue of him right next he to him. He doesn't um, have one already? Will it be? So. We got a stadium. Well, not no more. Not no more. Yeah, the Braves left. Not well, no more. The, uh, yeah, who's going to play there? Georgia State. State. Are they still going to call it Ted Turner? It's not going to call it Ted. Oh. They're going to change the name. Oh, yeah, I thought it was like the SunTrust Stadium. Just erase like, it. SunTrust. Yeah, SunTrust yeah, is <laughs> for that. You best believe. Well, you you be probably got like these young people who's like, who's Ted Turner? You got, like, I guarantee you got a bunch of people that don't know The guy who the stadium was named for, isn't he dead? Like, no, no. He's just old. He's still alive wearing them two No, they know him from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, he probably he was yeah he was Bill Gates's friend. Bill yeah. Gates. yeah, and like um, the rich people super friends. Yeah. So we uh with with the documentary um I I did like the the story like this they like I said with they just they were just in that basement and and all this stuff came out and then when they started to um. Like their run was a lot shorter than I realized. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and they once they 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 tried different things. They had success with waterfalls, and then with uh, in Vogue's "Don't Let Go." Um, and when once you have success with that, you for you you're like okay, well you know we have free reign to do other things. We're going to mm-hmm. try some other things. But when working with the record company. They want another waterfalls. Mm-hmm, they right. want another don't let go. Uh, and they didn't give, they're working with Interscope. Yeah. Right? Interscope. yeah. They didn't I mean, give them the, that. And that's the they gave them, that they have. gave them Kilo Ali. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, cause LA, I mean, LA Reed, and I don't even know why he's on the show. He seems like the Mr. Smithers of this. Hold on. Hold on, Monario. That man has made a living um, from what I've seen. This could be totally wrong, but what, what's been put out there is that he was trading money on these people's talents, making them sign bullshit ass deals. He, right? he gave them the the freedom to do anything, but he didn't pay them when it was a success. Interscope was on the other end. Why we will allow we will give you as much money as you want, but we want to we want to put you in this box. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't know how how you deal with that. And I mean, some of some of the guys found success, and I don't know if Greg's going to talk about this, but one thing about that Netflix show, and it breaks my heart, is that it's so much bitterness yeah, that happens yeah. in the industry that start off as just my friend in the basement. Like if we were ever going to be some kind of like music person, we turn into the Rao Hall boys, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right now, right now we be doing the documentary and we talking about how much shit Benario used to do and he ain't shit and this, that, and done and Greg never uh, answered nobody's call and (laughs) my fuck my wife, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, man. (laughs) And then that's what's sad. And and it's heartening as, and then I wouldn't want my child to say, Dad, I want to be a musician because it is so hard to navigate through that game and make it out at the end with your health, your sanity, and a little bit of money. Because either you rich and you crazy like Puff Daddy stopping in the middle of the scene asking for alcohol and ginger ale. That was awesome. That was awesome. And on the side note, are we just not going to turn a blind eye to the obvious gay shit Puffy does in life? <laughs> what road you going down, man? How you going for organized noise to Puffy like, doing gay shit? We don't. We don't. Come back, making you turn, Making you turn, eh? Yo, Dre, you sexy as shit. He said you're a sex symbol. You need your, and that was another part. But the way of he said soul. it, the way he said it, though. Don't twist the man. No, no, let, 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 let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No, let me tell you something. Nah, you about to go, you about to go down, that, down the memory lane. No, no, no. Can I ask a question? Don't go down that rabbit hole, man. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Sexuals be fucking these little boys, man. L.A. Reed look like he is devious and gay as shit, right? Puff Daddy. Well, based on our previous episode, yeah, he's sexually assaulted. Well, not assaulted, but he's more. More likely to harass the women yeah. in the office. Yeah, yeah that's what they. No, boy, he. Yeah, he looked like he sucked a dick. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh man! <laughs> On a very special episode about the time. Of the <laughs> Ever in life, or back up in his presence. Okay, I got. I got a question because uh, a lot of you got, but all, all four of you basically have uh, a little bit more musically inclined than I am. But like, it seems like every time I see a show that chronicles. Whether it be a group, uh, an individual artist, or it whatever, it's always we started here and we were all good together. Then they hit this big crescendo, they plateau, and it's never like a easy little slope fall from grace and you coast down into success after your career. It's always like a flat drop off. So I got a question to all of y'all: Is there any? Why does it seem? Why does it seem to be? Uh, a nice start, a peak, and just a flat out drop off to where just a lot of these guys don't even mess with each other anymore. At time, yeah, it's time uh, when when you're all working towards something together. Uh, everyone has this common goal, and everyone's sharing ideas because everyone has the same goal. You're more like more work together. Uh, what I wanted to bring up is great that you asked this question. It seemed that seemed as if in the documentary, like organized yeah, noise, especially uh, uh, someone like Rico Wade, they they had all they these had great all ideas, ideas, and everyone's becoming more become successful. successful. And then with and someone then like Outcast, they started they figuring out how to do things on their own, own. and they started collaring even more of their own ideas. 
uh, uh, the hoodie mob started doing the same thing, and especially, especially CeeLo. CeeLo. Yeah. yeah, people. There are a lot of people who don't know CeeLo was a rapper was a rap. once upon a time. <laughs> a pretty good rapper, too, I might add. Yeah. But he he, he kind of ended up going off it and doing and doing his own thing. So it was basically the artists uh, coming more into themselves and growing up. So as time passes. Everyone's, Everyone's goals and ideas, ideas change. change. And, and if you're if you're the one not changing and have your own ideas, ideas it's gonna it's affect gonna, your relationship with those people you were working with in the first place. Because if they're changing, you're not. You're not. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what and, I got and, and, from the, those guys be, well, especially Rico being bitter. Right. Like yeah. he was upset that they didn't do anything on Speakerbox Love Below. <laughs> And Outcast wins album of the year. It went diamond. They had yeah. all the success. People are out there pre- probably thinking that that was Outcast's first album because the first time they've heard of them. But they had nothing to do with Outcast's greatest triumph. And because there was no, I don't know where the where the disconnect was exactly. But when you're not part of something that. We're not part of something anymore that you saw from the beginning. That you saw, yeah. You you groomed them. They like Outcast said, like organized noise. They were our big brothers. Yeah, right. So it's basically like your little brother passing you and doing stuff on his own, getting married and having a family, but you didn't introduce him to the girl he married or whatever. So yeah, and a lot of it is also is a is greed as well. I mean. I know I was in when I left West Georgia, I was in a group and we got a manager and everything. And everything was going in a positive way. And we went up to New York and we was about to get signed to Def Jam. And the manager that we had, he was also an artist, but they liked our music more than his. So when we came back to Atlanta, you know, he was like, OK, I'm going to go back to New York and I'm going to get the contract and everything finalized and make sure all the money is right. So we down here. You know, when I left West Georgia, I was 20 years old, and we all excited, like, man, we're about to get signed to Def Jam and everything like that. He come back uh, like two weeks later, and he got a contract for himself. He just mm. took our money. <laughs> he took our songs, and the songs that we were on with him, he just portrayed it as if they, oh, no, they were just featured on my songs. Mm. So, I mean, and for me and the guys in the group with it just kind of turned us off especially me like you know what i ain't even trying to mess with this music stuff like that like i'll write and i'll produce i'll make beats and stuff like that but i'm not trying to be that artist anymore and and from that like we were real close we again we shared ideas just like greg said we shared ideas we all had a common goal you know it was like 15 of us in in this house making music (laughs) almost every single day and then this guy does something shady. It's like, you know what? We're not even going to mess with it no more. So it, it also comes down to greed. He only had one song and it was trash. I was like, yeah, that's what you get. That's karma. Were you, but, you willing to share his name? Huh? Were you willing to share well, his name? I, yeah, his name was Royce the Choice. His name was Royce the Choice. He had a song called Wings. And he said, and the, his other song was Red Bull Shawty. And it was called, and then the track was literally, Red Bull give you wings, wings, wings. <laughs> Red Bull give you wings, wings. That that was the whole hook, and it had people in the video that we knew, and we was just like, God dang, y'all knew about this, y'all ain't want to tell us. And it was like, well, you know, we didn't want to step on y'all toes. Like, dude, you in the video with this dude that stole our music? Like, what do you mean? You already stepped on So, but uh, like I said, man, it comes down to greed sometimes as well. You know, you gotta really know the people that you're working with because. 
Because now I'm real cautious about people I do music and everything with. And you can also look at that with uh, the three main guys themselves. Uh, if if Rico was like the, the organizer of everything um, or the Pied Piper or whatever, and you have Ray, who was the the talented one, uh, he was the the musical genius of the group. And then Sleepy Brown, who was kind of, I guess you would say he was the face or he was, yeah. he was the star. Uh, he was the, the out in front. Um, but then there was moments where Ray would talk about how he felt like he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guys weren't a part of it, a part of the process. Yeah. or and, it would, and he was getting burnt. He was close to getting burnt out. Yeah. Because Rico really seemed like the business guy, yeah. and Ray was like the music guy. Like you know, I'm making the beats. I'm in the studio, and then Sleepy was like, "Well, I'll help you with the production side of yeah. everything, and uh, I'll sing on the hooks, and, and that's and, what I'll, and I'll also be. work on my own stuff. and work on my own stuff, right? <laughs> but but, but like, like I said before, when you're choosing your friends, the small things become big things when big things are taken care of by money. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you come in and, you know, you you cool with a person, y'all cool, but y'all don't get to interact with each other like that all the time. Now, I mean, you have money, you have success. It just amplifies every bad trait that well, you, you have. You, you can know do what that I mean? to where you, they move to where they move to L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's yeah, where yeah. everything like yeah. <laughs> you could you could if, if any company started in one place and they moved to L.A., mm-hmm. something bad's about to happen. Right. You can look exactly. at we talked that we had an episode about the Temptations uh, miniseries when Motown moved to L.A., the Temptations felt abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, and, and I don't know. I don't know how many documentaries that these musicians are obviously not watching. But since I've seen them all, <laughs> it is the point where it all falls down. Like um, when New Edition was just singing at them, <laughs> these regular shows, it was cool. But as soon as they got them tickets to uh, the Disney World in Hollywood, it went bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Jackson, same thing. You know, as soon as, well, Barry Gordon. That's not. That's not. That's not the same thing. No well, that's still related to where. Oh, no, it is. That's still related because they were because you know the Jackson Five. They were on Motown where they moved out to L.A. and then the whole the and then all the artists went out to L.A. and that was kind of the goal mm-hmm. to where with the Jacksons they started in Gary, Indiana. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a dump. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it is. And to this day, to this day, and they, if it was bad back then, they got and it's out. Worse than that's like, I don't, dude, like, I'm, Gary looks like a war zone right now. Like, it's just, war, yeah, Gary, no, Indiana the, looks like a third world country. It's, it's, seriously, it's, 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 yeah. right yeah. people always want to bring up Look, Chicago. Like, I no one talks a, about Gary. I mean, it's right, they literally right, they right there next to each other. It's like, yeah. I've heard Gary is far worse than uh, Chicago. It is. It is. It is. I went to Indiana. And I just drove through that bitch. Yeah, no, you don't I'm stop in Gary. My children, no, children. no. You, I don't care. No, I'm pushing my car. Goddamn, I'm pushing my car through Gary. Like I'm not stopping in Gary for nothing. <laughs> but they, uh, I get the well. The goal for the Jackson was like, well, Joe Jackson's goal was to get to California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but once they got to California, yeah, I mean, it, it could even be on the level with the Jackson to where everyone started to kind of break up and do their own thing. Well, Michael started to do his own thing and. Uh, he kind of left his family behind. That's what it looked like. Yeah, but well, I, I wouldn't say that. I think that the music industry finds your strength, right, mm-hmm. and then turns it into a liability. 
they came in as a family. And even though Joe was crazy, his drive and keeping them together was was what made them strong. But as soon as Hollywood and Barry Gordy and and the drugs and all that stuff start whispering in their ears, they broke what was the strongest thing, their family bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even once think you Joe break crazy, that, anybody anybody can start taking control of you and having you play with little kids and never level ran and shit like that. <laughs> well, Joe, he would he would well he was single minded. Yeah, I think Joe, that's, what that that's was. right. <laughs> Joe was single minded. I don't think he was crazy though. That wasn't really a common goal thing. That was more of his goal. (laughs) And and, and people, I mean, I give you a good example of people who have crazy fathers. And I put crazy in air quotes. Serena Williams' daddy is certifiable. Right. Okay. Shoot, LeVar Ball. Yes. And that's why they don't (laughs) like LeVar Ball. Even though LeVar Ball says some janky shit. Um, they don't. They really don't like him because he's an active participant in his family's life, and they are gonna find a way. They are gonna find a way to uh, drive a wedge so they can get those kids on uh, and start making money off of them. Mm. They are gonna find a way to do that. I think with uh, bringing back to this uh, to this documentary, they like I. It was kind of like when they moved out there. It was more like, why? What yeah. was like? What was the point of moving to LA? Like they thought they were going to get more business. They thought they were going to get that, more artists. They get some yeah. of those West Coast artists. Um, but, Re- but Rico was part of that. If you can tell, right. he he glossed over it. But he was trying to make big baller moves. Yeah, he was. And I think he's yeah. always been trying to make big baller moves. He, and and I appreciate his vision. But you got to look at the way music is now. You yeah. see how many artists from the West Coast and the East Coast up north come down south to get music? Yeah. I mean, yeah. from mm-hmm. Mike Will made it. Michael made to, it, did a song for Kendrick. Well, it was eventually done by Kendrick Lamar. Right. Uh, and you can look at, um, well, well, Drake is yeah. the biggest example. Because I always said Drake either thinks he is from Houston yeah, or Houston, he Atlanta, is from Vegas. Atlanta. He's at Houston, Atlanta, <laughs> Vegas. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. <laughs> That's what he always say. So I mean, and everybody wants to work with Atlanta artists, even as trash as we think Young Thug is. And sometimes it's like people all still these, working with Young. Yeah, Thug. people still want to want to be on the songs. I mean, the Migos on songs with Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. You know, think about stuff like that. Or well, or Quavo doing songs. Well, with other yeah. artists. Yeah, he's right. a talented one. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, and I everybody mean, want Andre on a song. I mean, he and, does one verse a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, and they still consider Andre one of the best rappers of all time. Mm, we from. really ain't heard him rap in like exactly. ten years. Exactly. <laughs> but when and he I'm, does, when he, every time he scurry out of that hole and bless us with awesomeness on somebody mm-hmm. else's song, right. he's like, "Why don't you give us more of this?" Exactly. <laughs> That's why everybody want a whole only whole album we got from him, and he was singing. Oh no! Yeah, and it was <laughs> one of the best things. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Love Hater is still one of my favorite songs I have ever heard. Yeah, and like the the lyrics are nonsensical. Yeah, like, but I'm like, it's beautiful. It's yeah. amazing. Like prototype. Think how prototype was everywhere. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I mean yes. Well, even even like Hey Ya, which is a deeper doing. song than yeah. people actually yeah. realize. Yeah. Hey Ya is not all extra funny. Hey, listen hey, to the lyrics. Hey Ya, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want to meet your mama. <laughs> I just want to make you come up. <laughs> well, we know we're not happy here. Like that's a pretty depressing song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to it. <laughs> like, y'all, and he even said in the song, "Y'all don't want to hear, hear me. Y'all just want to dance." dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was the range of Andre too, because yeah, uh, what was that song he jumped on? Was it that uh, with uh, DJ Unk or something like that? Walk no, that walking out. out, out yes, yeah. <laughs> that walking out remix was deep too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you say real talk, I probably won't trust you. And these the same niggas next to him with long t-shirts on. Right. <laughs> he came in and was like, yeah, yeah. It's certain people that I would not be put that I would not put on my track to embarrass me. Right. And he is one of them. Yeah, him and, <laughs> him and Eminem. Those are the only two. Yeah, oh, no, him and Eminem, I would not do so. No. That's why like that song that uh, Eminem did with Lil Wayne. Uh, oh, that's the drop the word. Drop the word. That's the last. What is love or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, oh yeah, they, no they, love. They, yeah. yeah, no love. Yeah. And he oh, just so they did too. Kills him in like, the second verse. Uh, well, he did the same thing on that again. Drake song too, where he just <laughs> killed him. Yeah. They look at him like we agreed. And it goes. Oh yeah, the one with LeBron. The one for the the documentary about LeBron. Yeah. It goes back to I don't know if you guys seen this, but there's an old video. Of Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston, and Stevie Wonder. And it looked like they had a conversation in the back. But like, look, we are doing this for charity. Stevie, <laughs> put your harmonica up. We're going to come out here, sing some <laughs> bullshit, and be all right. Stevie was on some other shit, okay? Stevie came in and destroyed them. And at the end, <laughs> all of them started pulling out their own, own singing tricks just to stay aboard. Yeah. Watch that shit, man. Luther was rolling his tongue. Um, <laughs> Whitney was screaming there. Stevie back there with that damn harmonica. I, I would have whooped his ass back there. That reminds me of a. Uh, there was if anyone was with. Um, I think it was like the late nineties. VH1 had like the Divas concert mm-hmm. that was for charity. I was like, how how are any of these women gonna like perform together? Because yeah. it was it was yeah. Whitney and yeah. Aretha uh, yeah. and Mariah. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like they are they all have their own dressing room, but it's mm-hmm. all like the size of somebody's house. Yeah. Or uh if they tried to do any songs together on stage, how 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 many runs they were gonna do, how long is this performance gonna be? Yeah. Um, and you know yeah. somebody there Doing their hair, gassing them up for, <laughs> for treachery the whole time. I don't even see why you got to be there with them other girls. I'm just saying. You know, that's all I'm saying. You look beautiful, by the way. And that's I just, I just don't understand why they have somebody else. Yeah. That could be your time singing. I mean, I looked at the billboards. The other bitches ain't doing nothing. The whole time, <laughs> you go out there. She had the nerve to sing before you, even though we agreed on this. That's how we get these type of things. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to get um, more into well, as as Abe had mentioned previously, uh, the bitterness. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's real. Rico. Rico. At the end, it just got. He was like, "Them niggas didn't say nothing for me when I, when they won that award. I helped you guys. Lo didn't help me on his song. Like, bruh, calm down. Like, you want them to mention you in their Grammy acceptance speech." Three, four albums later. Right. Like, oh, and by the way, um, even though they had nothing to do with this, thank you to Organized Noise. Yeah, for putting us on. Yeah. For nah. letting us letting us sing in their basement. <laughs> the first award they the won, the they think they shit. think Rico Wade, that very first award, you know, the famous uh one, Yeah, the South got something to say. He think they thanked them then. That was it. That was your thanks. 
You put yeah. us on. I'm not gonna thank you every time I win an award. <laughs> you're not God. Like, like I want to thank God. No, I'm not God. Going. Enrico Wade. Enrico Wade. Right. <laughs> First off, I want to say that all my talent comes from Rico Wade. Right. I wouldn't be here without Rico Wade uh, in the Dungeon Family. No, he's he sounded so bitter, and I felt bad for Ray uh, for Ray and Sleepy Brown because like. They were they just were, sitting there. They were kind of yeah, exactly. nodding, but like it was kind of like, man, With them shut nervous up, nods, man. Like, shut uh, up. We ain't going to yeah. get no work. Shut up. <laughs> Sleepy Brown, like, look, I just did a song with them like last night. Or like, so Greg, you messing yeah, up my yeah, money. Like, they invited me to the love to <laughs> like, love. I was, love. Okay, on the album. I yeah. did, both of yeah, you know, I, I did my Nate Dogg thing. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you moved. That was I'm me. Not too yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. Like, Sleepy Brown was like, oh, no, I was on the album, bro. Where were you? Exactly. And then they did, you know, that song, Can't Wait. The Sleepy Brown yeah, song? I can't so wait. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was still in good standing. <laughs> right. Like, look, dude. Yeah, Sleepy Brown didn't want to fuck up any of because Big Boy's still bringing out albums, so that's yeah. still a check. Yeah. And Rico Wade's like, I will burn every bridge, pass me the torch. And he just kept going. I was like, come on, dog. Like, calm down. Yeah. It's did, okay. did, did he throw Sean on Puff Daddy and Puff Daddy on the video? Yeah. yeah. I, I could have swore. I was like, dude, you know he on the same. Movie with you, right? Yeah, I could be like Puff Daddy, stealing niggas' deals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, throw some shade at Puffy. Yeah, and that was he did like the whole documentary. He seemed he didn't seem like the regular typical guy, but at no. the end when that bitterness came out, oh yeah, every favor that you do somebody when you, when they <laughs> yep. piss you off. You gonna remind them of every favor yeah. that you did. Yeah, remember oh, that time I gave oh, you a ride oh, oh, to the so store. Remember back. Then? <laughs> <laughs> remember that time you need that five dollars and I gave you ten and I asked for a change. You didn't have to mention this. You didn't yeah. have to bring this up, bro. You've been holding this in since '93. Oh Like he literally started listing every. Yeah. Little small detail that he did for them. Yeah. That it seemed like he was doing out of the kindness of his heart, but like right now it was like, you know what? Maybe if I let them have have half of their publishing, maybe if I let them do this, yeah. in the end, if they really blow up, they'll come back to me. Nope. But it really came full circle because where did he say he was sitting? Instinct only your studios in one of their studios yeah, doing yeah. documentary. Well, I don't know for how long because he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still there. No, he's still go. He's still working there. Instinct on you. He's still oh, yeah. there. I was say because as soon as I saw that documentary, I'm like, hey, get yeah, out. Get out now. No, no, no. You know what this is. <laughs> you know what this is. Because you saw him brushing up out of there and be like, oh, yeah, uh, my baby mama called me. That wasn't his baby mama. She ain't calling you. No, nah, that was Andre. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. No, that was probably Big Boy. That probably was Andre. That was probably Big Boy. Calling him like, dude. <laughs> Somebody just text me about uh, this trash you talking. What's up? <laughs> and, and to me, to me, that's why he's in this place that he's in. Yeah. He done, one of the 48 laws of power is know your master. Yeah. Yeah. He, he should shut the fuck up. Because yeah. <laughs> he, really, he, he really is not in a place where he should be. Because he really should be on that level with, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, yeah. those, those type, that type level. He's really not. Because, again, yeah. he is stank on, stank on your studio and he still engineers certain people's sessions. You know, it's of course, it's a lot more money than you would pay a regular engineer. But he's still up there. That's where yeah. he is. They're not calling him to work on the new Migos record. Like, right, hey, Migos, get in here, man. Yeah. No. I mean, he did um, a song on Future's very first CD, and then that was it. Mm. I mean, you they know, bring, so. they bring, but I mean, nowadays, and I think he's still back in that old way of thinking, 
where and I think it's a little bit of business. It's a little bit of I wish I if I wish I should have could have. Mm-hmm. Like if he had a time machine, he would be in everybody check if he knew right. he was gonna be where yeah. he is now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't blame nobody for your bad business deals other yeah. than you. Like, right. There's it's it's one thing that I've learned in 33 years of living. That not every situation do nice guys finish last, but in business. Nice guys yeah, finish last nice, every time. single time. All the time. And yeah. that was your fault for giving them that much that they put for saying, Oh no, nah, that's your publisher? No, nah, you go ahead and handle that. No. Yeah. You yeah. don't do that. That's business one on one. That's money coming to you. Yeah. That's yeah. why you bitter right now because you're thinking about what could have been. Yeah. And it's ultimately not because of shoddy business deals that you made for mm-hmm. for friends. Like yeah. once y'all get into uh wheeling and dealing. We we not we not friends right now. Once, exactly. once we once we sign this once we sign this deal, and once we get out here, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something. We friends. But once we get <laughs> yeah, that studio, bro, we working. We business partners. Exactly. Right. We're gonna handle this business first, and we can take care of that friendship shit later. That's right. why. That's why when you reach a certain stage, some people need to get promoted to entourage. Yep. And yep. It, it was crazy. Lil Boozy said that you know a, a couple of weeks ago they had an interview with him. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, some of the stuff he wished he would have known before he went to jail and uh, some of the people he wished he would have left alone. He said, sometimes you just got to move away from those people. He said, because, you know, those people might come up with you, but those people get stuck in a certain place and you keep trying to grow. It's like, you know what? I got to let this person go because they're going to pull me back down. He said, ultimately, that's what happened to him. And so because he was trying to advise uh, Kodak Black after his last situation, him going to jail, he said, man, get out of Florida. He said, Cause you <laughs> he's, he said, you're not going to progress unless you get out of Florida. You know, and uh, he said he tell a lot of artists and a lot of people that come out of jail, like you got to change your circle. He said, if you're trying to grow, you're trying to do better and you obviously doing something good. You making money. Those people that's not making money with you, they just dare to help you get in trouble. Yeah. And, and, so I, and I really it. wish that artists who were able to get out of that situation and have some uh, have some success will write a book, a tell-all, to help some of these people. Snoop Dogg knew he wasn't going to survive much longer in death row. Yeah. So they, that's why he Dr. took that. Dre it looked like a midnight. Yeah. <laughs> it looked, it looked Hell, like Tupac it. knew, but I mean, it's Tupac too was just too late. It looked like yeah. it was like, hey, Snoop, I see you on Thursday when they called him, his ass was in New Orleans. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he said, nah, I just signed a cash money. Like, what? Snoop on cash money? Not cash money, but no, no limit. limit. I'm no sorry. Limit. Yeah, yeah, no man. limit. <laughs> uh, uh, Dre did the same thing. He found a way to get out of it. Sometimes. Yeah. And you know who's going to be next? Quavo. Sometimes. <laughs> He's a talented <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 um, and that's, uh, we're, not, we're not supposed to talk about sports, but like with everything, um, after a while, man, you, you gotta know when is your time to shine, when is your time to leave, man. Trey, um, uh, Clay Thompson, you need to go, bro. They ain't gonna let you live right there. I don't know where you gonna, you gonna be, but they can, now, you need to go they to can offer him more money. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Clay Thompson ain't never, he's never leaving. His, his dad won't let him leave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, you know what team you are, man? You better stay and get them rings. Because life is, <laughs> when you're on the Warriors, life is hard. That's LeBron. Life is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, like what they were saying with, with, with Rico Wade, I think he, he was caught between, I mean, I don't know if he did anything as, as an artist, but I think he nope. was supposed to be, he was supposed to be, uh, the South's answer to Diddy. Yeah. 
and he should have been. And he, he yeah, really should have been. And he, and he could have been. He just went about the wrong way. And, and he was just too nice, man. You see how Diddy did him? Diddy is a cold... I mean, people are really starting to realize now that's why Diddy ain't in the music game. He hustling alcohol now. But back he just came day, out with an album last yeah. year. Yeah. 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 He came, he came out, out with an album last year. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. who hey, somebody it? bought it. Yeah. <laughs> who was on it though? Who fucking with Diddy that like they used to fuck with him? You know, like, let me Mary look. Day who Bride was on Diddy's album? And, uh, and Mason, no. Young Jock, Young Jock got a perm now. If he hadn't signed, oh, really? he would have yeah, been somewhere else. Better. Okay, he did. Oh, the um, okay, he got a uh, yeah, Jada Kiss and Styles P and Pusha T, Lil Kim. Uh, Future, French Montana, Wiz Khalifa, Travis Scott, Big Sean, King Los, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Big Sean, Twister. I don't know who Brucey B is. But that was that was this was yeah this was last year. Had an album called MMM. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, he's making no out no way out too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I won't be buying it. <laughs> who who you gonna get that like when he had like you know Mace and some leftover Biggie verses? This yeah. is when we're gonna find out that Biggie and Tupac are still alive. Yeah, this is gonna be yeah. <laughs> this is how we're gonna find out. It's all part of the Illuminati. Let me tell you something. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Do I open Illuminati. up the black crack and that is no? Illuminati? You do not. Do I call back At least you don't believe the Earth is flat. So I mean, it is flat. What are you talking oh, about? Lord. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know a guy who really believes this, and he tried to explain it to me like a smart person. Let me let me tell you something, and we're gonna get back to this. But He's this a is Kyrie my theory. Fan, back he? in the day, <laughs> when we were all living in the woods and we were hunter gatherers, there was people who was focused on hunting and gathering, and there was other motherfuckers who stared up at the moon all day. Right, coming up with insane theories. The reason why they couldn't procreate because a wolf would eat them or something, right? These people just have to die. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> them out of our gene, our gene pool because they're going to keep creating stupid motherfuckers who believe that the earth is flat and that the secret society of devil worshippers has infiltrated the black community. They have, though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You mean? I mean, if it's on YouTube, that means it's true, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, they be making these leaps, man. Talking about LeBron James, Steph Curry, or brothers, and and all this, all this what? weirdness. someone, someone already made. I bet you, I could search it right now. There's already a video someone made about like uh, that the Illuminati killed Prodigy, or they injected him with sickle cell, and and it was a slow death. That still was a strange what? death to me. Though, I, I would hate to see that. See, I still wait for that. That's the one thing that I hate about all these Illuminati theories is they make people a lot bigger than they really are. Hmm. Why would don't nobody know who nobody know who the fuck Prodigy is? This nigga ain't came out with a song since uh. Quiet Storm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, they get the least relevant people and connect them to the Illuminati. The Illuminati got way more valuable people they can be investing exactly. their time in. Why would the Illuminati invest? Every time I hear somebody mention the Illuminati, I'm like, why would they invest their time in this person? <laughs> 
But, oh yeah, you know, uh, my boy Minario died the other day. You know what I'm saying? Illuminati man, Illuminati. Nigga, don't nobody know who Minario is. Thirty-three videos about prodigy being killed by Illuminati. Dude, I heard this one that the government did trenches in the seafloor to plant nuclear charges to create tsunamis. I would love to talk about this type of stuff, but this. Not here. We, yeah, we are we're, we're way off topic right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's bring it back. Think, let's bring um, it back. One of the things just to get back to the show, um, I really liked how they were able to get everybody there and get everybody everybody's side of the story and everybody's perspective. But exactly, because you know, most of the time when niggas get brand new and outcast would be the definition of that. They ain't gonna do no damn I don't think they got brand new. I just think they shit. elevated past their situation. They like, okay. If, you try to think about it. If outcast would have stayed doing the same stuff that organized noise doing, would we still be talking about how big outcast is to music, period? And to, you know, bring a conspiracy to this. <laughs> what if Dre never met Erica? Mmm. I think, we, he still, I think he still would have turned out the same way. But I don't. He was going that way anyway. That's what attracted him to Erica. When did they like, meet? Did he, they he meet wasn't, he around Baduism? Yeah. After yeah. that first album, he wasn't around that same dude anymore. Yeah, I don't right. He was heading that way anyway. But, no, yeah, but I don't think he would have I don't think he would have kept going down that same road without a female or somebody else going down that road with him. And I think Erica was like, Hey, okay, I'll hold your hand. I'm, I'm already there. Yeah. I've been there and I came back twice. So, uh, <laughs> so why don't you come with so I can show you some things. Well, look, look, we all know what Badu working with in that video when she bent over. All right. That'll lead any man to some strong eating roots and shit. Hey, look at common, 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 only one that came back. <laughs> Jay Electronica still has not come out with an we're, album. We're, look at DOC. We still ain't seen a D- DOC yet. <laughs> album. I thought he died. He, he... No, nah, he lived. He went to jail and then, you know, they had a baby together and everything. Erica Badu is straight having these babies by these dudes. And just... Erica Badu is a slayer of Man, black men. I'm going to tell you how bad Erica Badu is. is DOC was going Erica blind Badu and then he and got with Erica Badu and then his sight started coming back. <laughs> So but that's did his how, voice ever come back? Yeah, his voice can't start coming back okay. too. Cause he um they when they were doing the NWA uh movie, they talked to him and uh he was talking about his relationship with Erica and how when he went to jail, you know, he got Erica pregnant before he went to jail and he got out of jail, you know, they were gonna try to be a family. He said, you know, he was starting to go blind, he didn't he couldn't talk. But uh Erica, you know, you know, prayed for him and she was doing certain things for him and his Eyesight start coming back. His voice start coming back. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm, he said, I'm, I'm telling you, Illuminati. <laughs> that ain't that ain't Illuminati. That's pussy rule the world right there. <laughs> Mike, Mike, so this man, eyesight and voice came back. Cause he could not talk. He said the whole time he was in jail, he did not talk. And he was in jail for like what, like three years or something like that. That's two, funny. two, three yeah. years. He his lost voice two was, of his senses. Yes, <laughs> and she brought senses back. Yes, are you? Oh my God! Why are they not bottling this bitch up and selling it? Because <laughs> she can't be bought. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Yeah. But you never, you never said, Mike. Why was he going blind? Um. I think it was just something genetic. I'm because not sure. Because he wasn't fucking Erica Badu. <laughs> <laughs> she is the elixir, man. dude. 
Dude, All right, let, let's bring it back because we still off topic wow, right now. I did not know that. That's oh my god. Uh, what uh, a part, a video I wanted to play. Uh, I was trying to find like a clip from the movie, but uh, I did see a, a vi- this is titled "Rico Wade Discusses Organized Noise and Outcast Part 3. So I want to see how ridiculous this gets, and we could talk about that. Um, this is from YouTube. Yo, 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 yo. This is a Kobe Chronicle, and I'm Rico Wade. Organized noise is music, but organized noise is also Rico Wade, Patrick Brown, um, Ray Murray. We came about because um, Sleepy Brown, his father's Jimmy Brown from Brick, from the group Brick. He loves live music. He loves, you know, he loves music. He grew up on the side of the stages. He used to ask me to um, kind of manage him. I was a young worker, a little hustler, so, but it never sold no drugs now like that, but just no good kid who worked in the neighborhood, did stuff. So he went in, he felt like I could speak, you know, to adults well. So he was like, man, why don't you work with me, Rico? Start managing me. And he had a little keyboard, he loved me. So I was like, so what you need me to do? And he was like, well, we need to pay for these studios. They might charge me $10 an hour, $15, but if you can let me get two or three hours in the studio. We booked the room. So, so, so Sleepy could go in and work on a couple of a couple of demos. Ray Murray was there, and Sleepy came back and was like, Rick, I just met this dude. You know every hip hop break. You know every. You no, know, you might be like, man, what was that song? They go, boom, boom. He'd be like, oh, that's Big B. Oh, that's boom, boom. like he he would know and would figure out how to go find it. And that's when our whole digging in the crates and our whole looking for sample clearances and our whole understanding of James Brown jazz. To, to where hip hop came from. It was very important at that point we started studying every record that ever came out, can we figure out where it came from? And and not to say it like it was easy, but the, the main challenge was you gotta be able to get at New York, you gotta get at New York MCs. Period. We gonna compete with the music. We going we always felt like we was a little more dumb. We felt like we could get at them with the music. We from Marley Mar the premiere, we felt like we was already digging in the crates. We was already we already found most of the samples that they was digging for, and we weren't using them. That's hip hop. I ain't gonna take that and go use them. You already used it. Go find some you ain't never used before. And guess what? They go crazy. Ooh, where you get that from? Ooh, where that come from? Ooh. Okay, now we got them. Pay- okay, now we got them paying attention. Y'all gotta say something. And don't talk about they shit. Talk about where you from. Like they talk about where they from. We, how many people put out? We put out. We signed Outkast and Goody Mob to us. Put them out, and they were successful and got respect. A lot of people can go produce a song on somebody. These are artists. Like, I proved this. I said these guys was dope. That says a lot. You know what I'm saying? I sit with them and say, oh, uh-uh. Uh, uh, but really, I, the people that we chose, we, we, we knew they were true. We knew they, were, they, was, they was indicative of, they was, of what we wanted to represent. Is it me? Or I, 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 me, 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 me. We go away. We go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it me or does he seem like he has a speech impediment? No, I'm pretty sure he was fine before he started doing cocaine. That's yeah, right. that, that, and that, 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 no, that, if you that, watch that, the video, that's exactly how he looked. He looked, he got that Bobby Brown, like, because like I had to turn on the closed caption to understand him. I was like, so it's the coke and the ecstasy. That 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 that's L. A. right there. I don't know if there's cocaine in Atlanta. Well, probably now, but I don't think then there was cocaine in Atlanta. Um, it was cool. Man, it's coke yeah. everywhere, man. Yeah, about <laughs> like I said, ghetto mafia. Was he that way before he went to L.A. Though, 
Nah. No. See? That's the, no, okay. That's, that's, that's yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, okay, yeah. That sound you hear, Ben, is somebody who want to get back to the top. And let me let me tell you, if you ever get that nigga a chance, he coming for your publishing. I mean, you saw some of <laughs> old pictures. You saw some of the old pictures. Rico had teeth. That nigga yeah. ain't got teeth, now. Yeah, he smoked them. <laughs> he got his teeth back. He coming for your publishing. <laughs> he coming for your publishing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if you listen to the whole thing, he just talk about. He's like, these are artists. You, know, you, you can go work with somebody else, but these are artists. You, they got to go through me. I say what's so. I say what this, and I say what's that. It's, so uh, basically, I mean, it's him saying he, you know, he put Outcast on, he put Goody Mob on. Technically, yes, yeah. Um, but as. They outgrew him. Well, right. Uh, right. Well, Outcast and I would say CeeLo specifically outgrew him. Yeah. All the Goody Mob didn't outgrow the Dungeon. Yeah. Because, again, you got to think about it, A lot of them were older than, you know, Andre and Big Boy. So, you know, they was already, they were closer to Rico's age anyway. So, it was like, all right, well, we got the same mentality somewhat. But, like you said, Outcast and CeeLo outgrew what they were going, what yeah. they had going on. Yeah. Um. I think that's one of the reasons why Goody Mob had such a big problem with CeeLo after a while. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, CeeLo wasn't supposed to be in Goody Mob from the get go. Yeah, he was supposed to be an outcast. He was supposed to be an outcast. I didn't know. He was supposed to be an outcast. Yeah. Hmm. So why 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 did why did uh, Outcast stay a duo? Because it it just didn't it didn't fit. What you know, all them three together just did not fit. It fit better with Andre and Big Boy. <clears throat> You know, that third verse with CeeLo singing or just very melodic and his rapping, it just didn't fit with their sound together. And then you got to look at what CeeLo was doing at the time. Like, right. like, like he said in the documentary, he, he thought he was going to be a career, a career criminal. Like, right. That was surprised me. He was yeah. literally in them streets then, so I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. he didn't make that decision in time enough that, to, to become... A part, part of Outkast. Okay. I'm pretty sure that, that that criminal life had something to do with it too. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it don't look like Andre and um and Big Boy was about that criminal enterprise like Steve was. Nah. nah. Plus, I mean, in order to be part of Outkast, your 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 hands are supposed to touch the other side of your shoulders, and Steve can't do that. Wow. I seen on the person that when he was stroking his chin in that video, I know that was a stretch exercise. I know that was hard for him. <laughs> I know that was hard for him. Like, good for you, bro. He got them hands like that dude from that Burger King commercial. He came over the Waffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was a funny looking dude, man. But, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, like, like, like we saying, like, like, they just outgrew each other, man. You done fucked that up, but give him a voice in the career. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you outgrow family members. You grow, you outgrow friends and stuff yeah. like that. Think about some of the people that we grew up with that we don't talk to anymore. It's like, you know, like, yeah, you on some BS, dude. Like, I can't even deal, <laughs> deal with that. Because <laughs> I'm saying, I got some boys that we was, like, real close that still stay in Decatur. And it's like, yeah, you still stay in Decatur. And you have not done anything. Like, hey, what's hey, up? Hey, <laughs> hey, Mike, man, and you and you know this firsthand. We had some people in our group, man, that we were... <laughs> We were like blood, man. He walking away, man. Yeah. We we were together, man. Rub ointment on each other's back and stuff. Now what? I only talking to each other. Hey, man, where your friend at, man? Well, I, I ain't never rub ointment on nobody back, bro. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you to the ointment on the you back. You already gone in. We talking about 
Go ahead and say your friend's name, man. I'm, I'm not going to say that man's name. Like he, he, Who are you talking about? We're talking about the Egyptian? A few moments later. We'll go around and to what is, um, I guess, what you think the 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 lasting legacy of organized noise is like do they do they have one are they have they been left behind or are you think they're getting their proper respect i think they're gonna be left behind i think after a while people are really not even gonna remember organized noise except for outcast and that's all they're gonna know about organized noise outcast even now a lot of people don't even remember goody mob like now these younger Mm-hmm. You know, kids growing up like Goody Mob, like CeeLo was by himself. No, CeeLo was actually a rapper. And one time, like Ben said, you know, but that's all they're going to know about organized noise is Outcast. And if Outcast ever fades away, then organized noise is going to be nothing, you know. All right. Uh, what do you think, Abe? Um, I mean, it's certain, I mean, cream always rise to the top, but it, it was still. I mean, you're still part of baking the cake. They're going to be the cake. They're not going to be the cream. Okay? They're going to be part of a legacy, and they can tell their kids, if the kids want to do a little research or write a book report, that they have the information that they have there, but they're never going to be outcasts. They're never (laughs) going to be the sound of a generation. And for some people, that's okay. For for Rico, it's not. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, nah. I think every uh, people will only remember in this whole Dungeon family, whole organized noise, whole things coming out of Atlanta will always be outcast at a far pace ahead, then CeeLo, and then we move on. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about coming out of the early genesis of Atlanta, you know? And it's fine. I mean, it's the same way with um, everybody knows Notorious B.I.G. Every everybody knows Biggie, but can we still name all the members of Junior Mafia? Little C's. I know two. Little C's, <laughs> uh, Little C's, Little Kill. Uh, mm, good uh, what about you, Monario? Um, just to kind of piggyback on what Abe said, I think their legacy—they'll have like a little bit of a legacy, but you won't remember them per se. Like you're gonna have to go back and look them up to know how big of an impact that they had because they had an impact like the music is still there but they're not they're they're almost like the tesla of southern rap like they came up with the idea Mm -hmm. they had these new innovative ideas but somebody else is coming along that you remember named edison instead of (laughs) instead of them you know what i'm saying like they had (laughs) <laughs> they had the, they had their run <laughs> they had their run but you're not going to remember them per se like their mu- as long as their music as long as outcast music is still around you're still going to hear organized noise well their their open music. Their you're still going to hear organized noise but <clears throat> you're going to have to dig a little deeper to know exactly who they were so as far as like their legacy is not as big as what it could have been and like Mike said should have been but they still have more than what a lot of people <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. it's, it's a lot of people that would kill to have what they had so mm-hmm. I don't think they have anything to feel ashamed or slighted about even though they're not as big as they probably should have been but they had a huge hand mm-hmm. in shaping a group in, in a group in, in a, a whole bunch of things but like a group that probably when it's all said and done would end up in 
the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I'd be uh, very shocked if they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you uh, What do you think, Ben? I agree with what everyone said. Looking at it as a musician, though, um, we will always we'll remember them only because of of what they did. Um, one thing that stuck out to me when they, they it was like a little short bit where they were interviewing other um, music other producers and they they uh, interviewed the Justice League mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, everyone says that you guys are like so original by combining live instruments. And it's like, no, man, you need to check out Organized Noise. So musicians are going to know who they are. Yeah, right, um, Matt, who's been on the show before. Like we've been jamming in the basement before, and he's playing bass. And once he start playing, he starts playing the bass line to Southern Cadillac music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's got some of their workers on vinyl. And like musicians know that stuff because like it's 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 funky, man. Like it's mm-hmm. fun to play along to. So like, but I think like in the in the mind of like just your casual listener, I mean, like, do they even know who they are? Sometimes like right. they wonder like, will they even yeah. know who they are? They'll yeah. know Outkast. They'll know Goody Mob. They'll know some of these people from the Dungeon family. Maybe they'll even know Cool Breeze. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, um, they won't know that that was organized noise. It'll just be more like, oh, man, let me tell you about the people who made the first Outcast record, who made, you know, Goody Mob, who they were. Let me yeah. tell you about them. It'll never be like, oh, let me tell you about organized noise. It's always going to be about they're, that they're the, the conduit. Mm-hmm. You know, the groups are their conduit, and then you can you learn about organized noise. I, I think mean, a if, part of that if is Outcast it. Go ahead. is the pyramid then organized noise is the workers. So the workers contributed, but we don't remember them, but we always remember the pyramid. Mm-hmm. I think it's also that, uh, <laughs> like, well, how, how Abe mentioned when he was living in Maryland, like, Gogo really didn't get outside <laughs> of D.C. Yeah. I think the only Gogo artist that probably any of us know, if we know any, is Chuck Brown. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, aside from that, I don't know. Or, or uh, DJ EU. Cole? Oh, no, no. oh yeah. The song uh from uh school days. Yeah. Uh that's probably all all the go go. That's all the go go I know. <laughs> but uh I think it it would be hard for uh, you'd be hard pressed to find people I guess outside of Georgia mm-hmm. who uh yeah, would know who organized noise is and and kind of the the impact that they had on on southern rap and then and then rap in general uh because that um well, I don't, I don't know if there's too much of what they did in any Southern rap today. Right. Again, uh, like I said, only Future and Future is probably the closest, and yeah. it's and it's really not. I don't feel like it's all that much. Right. I mean, okay, yeah, he's Rico Way's cousin. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I, I don't know if there's much more than right. that. Right. <laughs> but um, I think you know, they're. I think their legacy will is is limited by location. Mm-hmm. Um, when they tried to, I feel like everything changed when they went to LA, mm-hmm. and you know, I it's still I don't blame them for it because that's where you try to that's where you go to try to make it. I mean, yeah. LeBron might be trying to play for the Lakers <laughs> and make movies, mm-hmm. so <laughs> he's going to go out to LA, um, but. When they uh, they tried to like push more, I think part of it's like these guys tried to do more of what let's do what like got us here mm-hmm. instead of making any kind of adjustments. Right, and that's that's really what hurt them. Sounds um, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other people we talked about yeah. on the show. You know, we we talked about this with uh, the Hit Factory, Stock Aiken and Waterman. Mm-hmm. Their songs sound 
the same. same. <laughs> they didn't want to change. And they never changed. And the artists they worked with, like, well, we want to do something different, but we already have these songs. Yeah, <laughs> we right. just want to record the vocals. For it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not. It wasn't. You know, Matrix too. Same thing. Like, just yeah, not willing to evolve, or either not willing to, or just inability to. And I think that's more with his inability yeah. to. Yeah, like you, you know. get that one trick, and you're just like, "All right, right. I'll have another one." Right. <laughs> another one. But man, why would you want to jump out there in the cold? It's cold outside. You want to go where it's warm, where you're comfortable. It takes a strong person to jump out there and do mm-hmm. something that's unfamiliar. Yeah, it's uh, that's really what like I said. Their run was really short. Um, they're actually we we do have a playlist um, of you know what we do these with about producers and normally don't include too much of the artists. If they were artists, the artists themselves. Uh, but this was one of our shorter lists. So I had to add the organized noise EP. Um, but they're going to be known by really for working with two, with two artists. Yeah. Uh, that's really their, their legacy. And that can carry, that can carry them a, a, a ways, yeah. you know, if, because, you know, a lot of people love Outkast and a lot of people love Goody Mob, but beyond that, you'd be hard. Like I said, it's like you're, it's hard pressed to find people outside of Georgia and it's hard for people who know if you even know who organized noise is beyond those two groups. Mm-hmm. So their legacy is limited, but I think if, you might have to go and I don't know, spread the word about them. Yeah. I don't know, something. You, got, you, you know, you take the opportunity for everyone who are, who is who are fans of them um, to to dub like this. A organized noise. They put Atlanta on the map. They put Southern rap on the map, and they really changed a lot more than you realize. Right. And I think that's what their ultimate goal was when they moved out to L.A. But I don't think those guys, those artists in L.A., were really on that at the time right you know you gotta think about who was tupac was still big when they moved mm-hmm. out to you know la and then it was like we ain't on that jazzy type stuff <laughs> you know it's west coast you know we want dr dre type stuff yeah. out here you know we want uh, warren g or- well one thing that was weird is that like when they went out to la like I saw the video for Kilo Ali's uh, "Baby Baby," he has yeah. a Vivo channel. Uh, <laughs> like that was clearly in California right. at a mansion, but that was when they when they went out there and the record label was like, "Oh, we want another Waterfalls, we want another Don't Let Go." They gave him Kilo Ali, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just wasn't like, and it was during the times like in the late '90s where if you had any of like the the computer generated effects. That means mm-hmm. you spend a lot of money on this video. Right. It was one of those videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they tried to like, you know, do their own thing or, or at some, uh, I think in a way they got lost, yeah. whether it was cocaine or the Illuminati or, you <laughs> I, know. Just think that, I just think that, that LA lifestyle, man, they yeah. just got caught up in that. You know, it's, uh, LA uh, is so much different than what? Atlanta. Oh yeah. You know, even New York is different than Atlanta. You know, hmm. people like to compare Atlanta to New York now, but 
the, the environments are totally different. Well, I think it's just a lot of people from New York live in Atlanta now. Yeah. That's part of that. They're <laughs> taking advantage of our low housing costs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're raising them inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. I know, right? I'm going to need all of y'all to leave. But you can't take them, these country southern boys to L.A. and then expect them to try to do the same thing they did in Atlanta. Yeah. Especially during that time period. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, that ain't going to work. Um, but they are, they're still, they're still appreciated, at least by, by the five of us. Um, <laughs> and, uh, for those listening again, please check out the documentary, the art of organized noise It's on Netflix. Uh, I know you have Netflix or you're using your parents or your friends passwords or neighbor or, or neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check it out. Um, on there, it's, uh, pretty insightful stuff. Um, and the, well, of course, some bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that will do it for our discussion uh, about organized noise. And we'll get to my earworm of the week, uh, kind of connected to this episode, but not really. Um, it's a song I just started listening to a couple of songs on the album. Uh, Big Boy with his, uh, his third. How many? How many solo albums does he have? He has at least three. This is third. This is third one. Okay, so um, it's a song um, called "Mike Jack" featuring uh, Adam Levine. Do we have a nickname for Adam Levine? Um, I don't know. I think we just called Maroon Five the Adam Levines. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all they are at this point. Uh, so it's actually featuring Maroon Five. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Adam Levine. And um, Scar and Sleepy Brown. So still related. (laughs) That man Sleepy Brown sneak on in there and keep his check. (laughs) He like Quavo. He wasn't mad at all. He's the the talented. Well, no, wait. Quavo's the talented one. Ray Murray is the talented one. (laughs) Right. And uh, an organized noise. So let me pull up the playlist again. Um. I just put it on there. There we go. All right. So this is Mike Jack by Big Boy featuring Adam Levine, Scar, and Sleepy Brown. And we'll be right back. Niggas still ain't fucking with Hollywood code. Stay fucking with your boy like the Hollywood dope. Everything big, no coming up show. Jack the buzzer beat us up, all net half coat. The gang went a shot, your name's in and out. That same skinny thought you got, she be in and out. She never spit it out either, we call her Kobe Mouth. Big Mouth, bass, thighs, smash that ass. I build a bell before I build a bitch. I take her to the mall and fill her with the sugar dick. Tick. With the same lips she did with nigga sugar with. Tick. Give me brains so intelligent with penitence. I took her innocence, yeah, she was turned out. And by the time I gave her back, she was burnt out. Like the ties on the Uruk-Hon. You ain't good as twine. Or better yet, say great, we stay putting on. Super cold, then December. You got me dancing. The dance floor tells no lies. Give them something to remember. You got me dancing.
because we never microwave in. We break it up like a smile of Michael Stray hand and keep shining like a double Michael J hand. I do not play, man. Sure, I eat your ass up quick. I'm on that ball strap shit. They on that tall salad. Old chicken sees a nigga should follow when not delete. I used to have a bench full of bitches but didn't need them. But still fill arenas and killing the Coliseum. ATL stay on top of you human beings. From the mothership, almost some other shit. Low key like the blow soul back in 86. But we don't see our dope. We pimp ink pins to provoke the folks and keep them thinking. What did you drinking? The better yet, do you really know the meaning of life or are you sleeping? Recent from his recent release, Boomiverse. This came out last week. So you can check that out. That is added to the BTT YHT Airworms playlist on Spotify. Sponsors. Mm. Sponsors. Give us money. Um, so <laughs> uh, that will bring us to the end of the episode. Um, we'll go, uh, we'll start with you, Mike. Uh, we always say, if you want to be found, <laughs> where can you be found? Uh, any social media websites well, be, uh, that you uh, want to promote? Infamous and famous anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram is Mike D or Michael D on Instagram and Facebook. Um, <clears throat> listen to my show on Tuesdays. Called the B Side Radio Show on Love Eight Sixty. Um, yeah, I'm doing a lot of things. All right, uh, Abraham. If you want to be found, where can people find you? Uh, well, I'm not gonna give out my government because I work for the man. But um, <laughs> no, I'm no. Abis. I'm Abis Pimp on on social media. I'm not really on Instagram and I'm not on Twitter, so y'all don't want to find me. <laughs> Yes, Mike D on Twitter as well. All right. And Monario, if if you want to be found, where can people find you? I'm still very much deep in hiding right now, so Okay. <laughs> he hired from Baby Mamas. All three of them. He can I be it. I I think Monario can be found at a any Waffle House. He's at the gym. Ashley, <laughs> yeah, the gym. Actually, if you want to find Monarios, he's in three places. What are those three places, Monario? Work, home, or the gym. Hey, man, if you want to kill him, you know where to get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll give out where you can find us again. Go to, uh, well, you know, actually, I leave that up to Ben. Yeah, I do the end of the show. <laughs> Take my shine. You can find us at by the time you hear this dot com, our website, blog style, comment on it. If you like the show, um, let us know what you think about Organized Noise. If you know who they are, if you didn't know who they are and now you do, you know, glad to enlighten you. Uh, Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Our Instagram page is by the time you hear this spelled with a letter U because we're upstanding. Although I don't know if they're going to think we are after this episode, but we'll see. We'll see. Not Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um. I'm trying to remember that that line, but we'll talk about it later. Um, we're on uh, Google Play. We're on um, Podomatic. We're on um, Castbox, TuneIn Radio. Many places you can find us. I feel like I might have missed one. Um, oh yeah, iTunes Store. Yeah, iTunes. 
Apple Podcast, to be more specific. Ooh. Oh, they changed it? Apple Podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Google Apple Play. Apple can't. They can't say <laughs> committed to nothing. Um, many ways to find us. We hope you enjoy listening. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to end the show with a song related to our topic. Um, uh, we, we, well, sometimes let the guest pick, but I, I don't want y'all <laughs> arguing over this the whole time. <laughs> Too many so, cooks in the kitchen. Um, let's go with the, a, a song written by some dude. Okay. <laughs> Marquez, some dude named Kez. Shout out to Marquez Etheridge. And uh, that will do it for our show. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. 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 Peace.